for the month of January, we've partnered up with Chorus Wearables, who aim to bring cutting-edge technologies to athletes, explorers, and outdoor enthusiasts. Chorus have a long-standing reputation providing GPS watches to some of the best athletes in the sport. The Chorus Pace 2 has 30 hours of battery life and is the lightest GPS watch in the world. It's the watch of choice of Elliot Kipchoge and has innovative features such as track mode and the brand new integration with core body temperature monitoring. Please head over to uk.chorus.com find out more information about their products. Welcome to episode 37 of Inside Jogging Podcast. Big week coming at you this week as we talk through plenty of running news with action at the regional cross-countries across England. There's been a big half marathon in Seville and we've got some indoor action from New York. We've got all the usual segments. Josh has returned from the USA and Clousey's busy sitting there in his boot. Um, and then we've got an interview with 214 man, um, Andy Davies, who's running Seville also in three weeks' time. So... Yeah, give that a listen after the pod. In a week, we've seen bike laws on the UK roads change and Storm Malik batter the country. Um, I was going to introduce the man who will now be down, running down the centre of roads and thought the storm was named after a member of One Direction. But unfortunately, once again, he's not here. So I can't introduce him. So we'll introduce him when he bothers to turn up again. Um, so let me introduce my better co-host, 358 Miler. And the man who delivers Weston's wise words with accuracy every single week. Welcome to the show, Matthew Clues. Lovely, look at that. That's the way the Staffordshire people say it. To be fair, though, um, when people ask my name now, I always say Klaus. <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? I've just I've forgot my roots. Yeah, I think I do the same. Like When somebody asks me if it's Aaron or Aaron, I sometimes say, yeah, Aaron, just because it's... Just easier, isn't it? Just easier, yeah. <laughs> Can't bob that. Um, anyway, mate, we might as well go straight into you. Um, you showed me showed me your boot earlier on. So when did that come on? Yeah, my my weekly recap is going to be very quickly on the on the running on the running front. Um, yeah, so um, boot life. Um, I was in the boot. I'll go through. I'll go. Do you want me to just go through my weekend? Yeah, let's go for your week, mate. Um, I can go through the timelines. Um, let me just pull up Strava. This will be pretty quick on my side of things. All right, so Monday. What date was Monday? Um, I will tell you, Matthew. It was the 24th, I think. 24th? Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so 24th. Uh, so... Monday um, was just 45 minutes elliptical. Um, started to watch, I did a t- I never told listeners that I started to watch season two of Cheer. You did last yeah. week. Yeah, it's pretty good actually. Um, so uh, that was all I did uh, Monday. Um, this will be very quick. Tuesday, <laughs> 40 minutes because I couldn't be asked. I could really couldn't be bothered to do any cross training last week. My cross training is broke as well. Um, 
and I'm really angry about it. So um, I contacted them again um, this week and said, look, like um, you were supposed to send me out a part. You sent me out the wrong part, sent the wrong address. I had a freaking angry neighbour calling me because he was at my number on the parcel saying, I have your parcel. Why was he angry? Uh, I don't know. Like, it wasn't my fault. Like, they screwed up on the address. It was three doors down. I don't know this woman. I think she was the cleaner. Um, <laughs> so I went around there. That's all neighbourhood, is it? You were cleaners? and. Well, no. She, she looked like she was a cleaner. She had, like, you know, okay. the old, old-fashioned old dinner lady type um, Eight like pennies Pinny. where you put them. Yeah. yeah, but like where you put them, you put your head through them, it's um, same length either side. Yeah, yeah. She had one of them on, so I assume she was a cleaner. She it could just be her house and she'd just be, you know, in a cleaning outfit. Um anyway, so I, I came back, um, I came back to the house to so this package, and it was like in, in a bag, so a, a small bag, and, and the piece I need is in a massive box. I was like, oh, they've they've definitely screwed this up, got back, wrong part called them, engineer's supposed to be coming out. I thought, oh, we're going to be all right here. Things are going to start moving. So this has been three weeks in the making now. Still no engineer. Um, and it's it's not, I mean, you can use it, but it's it's banging and the bearings are really um, failing. <laughs> so, uh, so 40 minutes on the Tuesday um, plus weights. And then Wednesday was my final day of exercise, which was an hour. So I thought I'll go big, one hour. Um, uh, and that was pretty much the rest of my week. So um, Wednesday evening, I went for my PRP injection. Um, if anyone's had a PRP injection in their Achilles, it's not very nice. Um, so basically... <clears throat> had um, had some blood taken out of my arm. They span it for like 15 minutes um, and then re-injected it into my Achilles in, in the three um, points of where I had the tear under ultrasound. Um, so, yeah, and, th- and then when he injected it, the, the tendon was spasming, um, which wasn't ideal. Um, Are you... So- do they like numb it or anything or is it just straight in? No, so they, they do put a little bit of local anesthetic on it. Um which was which helped. I said I said to I said to the uh, the, the radiologist that did it, I was like, there's something in this. I said, look, can't you just like inject local anesthetic into like athletes, you know, athletes that have Achilles issues just a week or two before races. Um, for like a quick fix <laughs> gotta be something in that um anyway i uh, i had the prp it was fine really sore um after for quite a bit but i was like oh it's nothing new to be honest so went home in a boot um and that was pretty much my week as far as exercise and not being able to do anything um crutch being on crutches is um a new experience for me so first time I went out on crutches it was kind of like a Bambi on ice so um Gina was like you are useless at this because I like, a wheelchair <laughs> pushing me around yeah she could push you around pushing around nearly 80 kgs I don't think so um it's like a 
a right lump to push around. Um, no, so I've, I think I've mastered the, the crutch situation now. Um, I'm down to one. I'm just doing a few walks, but nothing as far as exercise. Um, walked around Liverpool yesterday, went to the lint shop, um, went pretty wild on the lint. I went to the lint shop last week as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Weekly occurrence. We, it, it has been, yeah. So last week, um, I'm, I'm sure people know the lint shops so are like, you know, pick and mix type job. You just chuck your hand in and just people, grab. People know those shops, Matt. We've had probably 30 listeners send me pictures of lint shops telling, telling me to pass them on to you. So they know. Fantastic. Yeah, they know. I mean, the listeners, they've got good choice in chocolate. So anyway... If, if you've not been to the lint shop lately, they do have a new lint out. It's um, a Lindor double chocolate. So go out there and try it. But How's, um, it, how's it double chocolate? <laughs> Isn't it double chocolate already? I don't know. Like is it red, a red, red and black wrapper? Is that dark and normal? Then? No, no, no. It's just, it's, just, it's just more chocolate packed in there. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. But it's good. It's rich. It's creamy. Um... So I went there last week. I got a massive bag full. Um, I finished that bag um, Friday, which I said to Gina, I was like, God, that's pretty, that's pretty bad. I was popping, popping them like grapes again. <laughs> so um, they just go down so quickly. So I went again yesterday. Um, I got a big, big did bag. Do you take your own bag? No, so they should give me my own bag. Um, yeah. Filled a bigger bag this week. Um, and then I also, as I was queuing up, I saw the hazelnut spread, so I got one of them. And then as I was in the queue for a little longer, um, I got some hot chocolate as well. So Golden had a good had. day. Good day in Lint. Um, so, yeah, that's my week. Um, zero mileage, but um, I've got a couple more days in a boot. Um, so come out of it Thursday. And then I've got physio, hopefully Thursday evening um, or whenever I, can, um, whenever I can get in. And then hopefully put together a little plan, start loading, and then hopefully start running again soon. What about the driving? I assume that didn't happen. Um, no, I've been driving. You have um, been driving? Yeah, I've been driving, but I've, been, I've, I've not had the boot on. Okay. Um, but it's been a right pain. I've been in work. I've been in theatres this week quite a bit um, in the Midlands and in Wales. And um, I've been walking up and down theatres in this boot. Oh, it's been a pain in the arse. Um, but yeah, just been just been taking like a, a flip flop, been driving in that, and then put the boot on when I get get out the car. Yeah, I mean, I would say what else if you substitute the running with, but. I think I've no, I know the answer. It's probably responding to Josh's 100 questions a day on what he should be doing the next day. So um, how's oh, that been this God. week? I mean, he's been sending me a lot of questions. <laughs> he really has. <laughs> um, no, he's been good. Um, I think he's... I think he's upset that he's left. I, I was saying to Gina today, actually, I was like, Josh, we were having coffee and we were discussing Josh, as we do quite frequently. Um, 
I was like, Josh has spent seven weeks. It's like a dream for him, what he's done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it like is. he's been training with the Bauman group. He's been training all, all these professional athletes he sees on Instagram. How many name drops are we going to have today? I'm going for four. He's going he's gonna to drop in Jaeger as his, as, as his, as his favourite athlete. Yeah. Mark, Spot. Mark Scott will be one. Yeah, Mark Scott. Um, yeah, Thompson and then those Japanese kids he ran with. He'll say he spoke to Jerry, the coach. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'll happen. Yeah. Anyway, That'll yeah, happen. Ca- carry on with your story. Um, so, no, so, yeah. Um, so, no exercise for me. Um, just being eating a lot and um, not moving much. <laughs> so... That's been my week. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for another little walk in the morning, maybe do two miles on my crutch, um, and I'll do that till Wednesday. And then maybe Thursday, well, probably Friday, I'll get the green light to cross train again. And then hopefully, maybe I'll have some running to report back to next week. And when you're not running, do you completely avoid running on like Strava or running news, or do you still watch? What's been going on? Well, I have to go on Strava because I have to see what my athletes are doing. Yeah. Um, so I'll go on that. I do know I do go on. Like, look, it's, you know, I'm not that arse. You know, you get injured, don't you? It's just one of those things. It's the nature of the beast. So um, I still, like, keep involved with the sport, of course. Yeah, like, I love I love the sport. So, no, I'll, I'll keep going on Strava and following everything. Absolutely. Good man. Right. Should I? I've run through my week. Um, at least Josh won't have any right to reply to it. So, big week again for me. Back on it. Um, so Exciting, where mate. Where do you start? Monday morning. Got out fairly early, Matt. 7.58 a.m. for this one. Um, and just did an easy hour with Ruth and Philip around Burley Park, which is near mine. Nice, scenic little park. Um Burley Horse Trials on TV, if you ever watched it. That's where it is. We run so what, there. sorry? Burley Horse Trials. No. In September. It'll be on the BBC, mate. Keep an eye out. You might see me running around in the background. Um, yeah, easy. 7.30s, I think, for that. So nice and nice and easy. I can't remember what... Um, Philip has just come back from South Africa and she was telling me stories about I asked her, did she get her sessions done? Because the coach her. And she had to stop one session because there was some bam- um, baboons in the road and she was put off by them. So, yeah. Really? Sounds, int- sounds a bit more interesting. You reckon they're aggressive, that. baboons? Oh, they are, aren't they, I think. Um, but she was also are they the ones with the red asses. Yeah. yeah. She was also saying there was um, loads of, like, black mambas, snakes in trees yeah. and yeah so so yeah a bit different to pant lane i i took that as being so um you know dangers of a different kind i would say um so that was monday tuesday i also just got out for an hour this time with, with just ruth we went from mine i had to wait around because um jenny was working and i was waiting for a mum to come and look after eliza in the afternoon so I don't think we got out till nearly two o'clock in the afternoon, me and Ruth, and it's an easy hour, 7.18 to this one. Um, just loop. She, she 
she was telling me about some so we started the run and she was holding like her ribs i was like are you right she said yeah i had to get this um this bit of a rib stitch i said oh okay she started telling me about it she said yeah the um the rib just pops out now and again she's got a floating rib i i don't know um i said you should probably ask your gp to check it out um so is this is that a thing is it floating ribs Potentially, yeah. Do you know what I said? That I didn't yeah. ask any more questions. I just thought then everyone thinks I'm really smart. There's something there. There is. There is. There is a. There is a float. You can have a floating rip, I believe. Can you? Uh, well, she's maybe got that. So I told her to get that checked out. That was that was Tuesday. Um, rest of the day was all right, um, and I got a text message come for. I showed you boys. Um, or you, because Josh isn't here, um, got a text, a WhatsApp come through about, what, three o'clock in the afternoon from a listener, I won't name her, um, who said, if possible, can you get the podcast up by five o'clock because I've got a big gym session, a big session in the garage to do. So I thought that was good, getting requests to, you know, I like sp- that. speed up my upload. So got that done. And then... Um, had a license to look after in the evening. She was all good. And then I put her to bed at normal time, half seven. She sort of stirred every hour until I went to bed. And then about midnight, she woke up again, but was properly crying. So I thought, I'll go feed her. Fed her, put her back to bed. She was then sort of grizzling every hour again. And I kept leaving her and leaving her. And it got to about four o'clock and she didn't, she sounded so like unhappy. So I thought I'll go down and see what's going on. And yeah, she was like sick everywhere in her cot. So <laughs> oh. I was like, yeah, I feel quite bad now. I don't know how long, it, you'd probably been there. Well, hopefully I hadn't been there too long, but. Too many but, doubles. But she'd caught, yeah, she'd had too many. I shouldn't really give her whiskey in the evening when Jenny's not here. Um but yeah, she'd caught most of it in a muzzy, so she did a good job of cleaning up. But yeah, I am. Um, she sorry, excuse me. She caught it in what? Her muzzy. What the hell is a muzzy? You, you wait to your dad, mate. Muzzies. Like is it muzzle, like a a muslin, like a little like blanket? Not, not you know, like a little. I've got one here, mate. One sec. We cut them up. Oh okay, yeah. Mate. So what do you do with that then? What does she do with it? Walks around with yeah. it in her mouth like this. And she's, right. she like just plays with them. Anyway, she's got like four of these, or probably more. But um, yeah, she'd caught most of it. So she'd cleaned up most of it for me. But um, yeah, it's not ideal four o'clock in the morning having to strip a baby, strip her sheets, change the sheets, and then try and go back to bed. Um, but she did, luckily, she did sleep through from four till sort of eight o'clock. So I did get four hours solid. So yeah, rough night, Tuesday night. Um, Wednesday morning, woke up, watched Zatapec with the Inside Running Boys. Good little live, their little um, stream where they commentated and got some, yeah, some really good people trackside. They'd like Stewie McSween and Brett Robinson do a bit of analysis, which was good. And I liked when they, um, when they finished a race, they were pretty much the first people to interview the winner. So Jack Rayner literally crossed the line and this guy who was, trackside passed him a an airpod and interviewed him there and then i think they probably it's got pretty a good bit, 
bit of trouble for it because I don't think <laughs> Athletics Australia were too happy or whatever. This is a fashion uh, fashion sense isn't great, though, is it? Mooses. Didn't really. Is it all glasses? The old, uh, no, with the old uh, the, the stripy black and white. You like Dennis the Menace uh, t-shirt? Yeah, I mean, again, his hairline's worse than Josh's now. I'd say mm. um, it's going badly. Um, so yeah, that was Wednesday morning. Had a little nap in the afternoon, and then did my session on the treadmill. Um, so easy warm up. But I did like I don't know five k. 20 or so minutes, the elapsed time on Strava. I left I left the um my Zwift on when I went when I stopped my warm-up because I went to the toilet. Anyway, so that's why it says nine minute mile in for the warm-up. It wasn't. Um and my session, so I was gonna do the clarity special, 10 minutes threshold, four by 90 seconds, 60 seconds, 30 seconds of 45, then 10 minutes threshold. But do you know if you, you know, when you're on a treadmill, you don't want to press the up and down arrows? And I was like, there's no way you can press the up and down arrows for like a 30 second rep. You know, I've got like a shortcut button. Yeah, well, yes, I, I realize this now. Um, I didn't think of that. What first of all I did was on the app, you can load in workouts or mm. sessions. So I, I made the session, I couldn't get it to upload to my treadmill. So I thought, I can't be asked now. I, there's no way I'm going to do 30 second rep on the treadmill with me up in the pace. Um, because by the time I up the pace to where I need to be at, it'll be 30 seconds over. So I, in the end, I did 10 minutes threshold, six by two minutes 30 off 90, then 10 minutes threshold. And it was good. Um, 10 minute threshold, I think the first 10 minutes I did at 310 average. Okay. So pretty solid. Um, heart rate, good. And then the two minutes 30, I got my heart rate up nice and high. I got up to like 176 on one of them and got up to 20, well, about 258K pace. So what's that? Like a 223, 800. So decent. Moving. And then the last 10 minutes I did at 305. So five minute mileage, bang on, pretty much. So yeah, I was, pretty, I was pleased with that. And I, the benefit of the treadmill, as I said, I think last week, you can... And I did it again on Friday. You can really control your heart rate. So you sort of know. It is good for that, isn't it? Know where you're working, especially with the progression runs, which I'll come to later. Anyway, cool down 15 minutes. And that was that was Wednesday, Thursday. Hold on, hold on, hold Sorry. on. So um, have you I? managed to sort out this, uh, how you upload sessions onto the treadmill? No, not yet. Intervals? It's no. for another day. I am. So will that so will that basically when you load that up, can you how does that work? Do you load it up at a certain what's uh, speed you want to speed. run at and it'll just go go yeah. to that? So you like you do on training peaks, you literally just put in time and pace and spit time and speed, which I did. Um and it took me like five minutes to actually punch that into my app. But that was five minutes wasted because I couldn't mm. get it to link. So I need to work out. So anyone from Noble Pro listening. Tell me how to sync my app with my treadmill properly. Um, yeah, Wednesday. So Thursday, I got out of the garage and did 10 miles with roof. Um, 7.26, as this says. Yeah, we just did a big loop. Um, and do you know what? We, we, we met school traffic down one of these roads, and it's carnage. 
Like, yeah, people, I have the same. People just drive into you. <laughs> so where do you want me to go? Like, we have to jump up on the verge a couple of times and stop, which is fine. But I'm just like, especially with that new law coming out, I was like, surely. I'm sorry, but what is this law? Because I am so confused. So, just, so, just break it down simply. So they've done a hierarchy of who is sort of got the, not the most priority, but I suppose, yeah, the most priority on the road, let's say that, because they're the most vulnerable. So it goes pedestrians, cyclists, horse riders, motorbikes, cars, lorries, etc. Um, and especially for cyclists, cyclists are now to, allowed to be two abreast and they should be in the middle of the road. Um, what? Yeah, they're, they're meant to be in the middle of the road, something like that. Um, I think it's mainly for London, to be honest with you. I can't imagine. How, how do you get around somebody? To, I mean, how do you get around somebody anywhere on a bike? Because they pretty much go in the middle of the road, two abreast, centre of the road. I don't really know the law, but that's roughly what I've interpreted from the Daily Mail. So take that for a pinch of salt. Um, and also, if your car turning left, the pedestrian can cross the road, you know, like in America. Yeah. So if, if you're turning left yeah, into yeah, a road, yeah. the pedestrian has right away. So we, they, if they start crossing, you should let them cross in front of you. Mate, people are going to get hit. I know. I think that's what everyone's saying. So anyway, um, all I can imagine is Josh running down centre of roads. Um, and on that note, where is he? Hey, I tell you what, before we get on about no, get, get on to Josh, he's, he's useless. Um, when... Uh, can you remember? I don't know if you had a car when you were in Portland, but um, I loved that you could drive and you could turn left on red. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is it is it, it left right? Or right? Turn right in America on red. Turn right, yeah. yeah. I love that. They should bring that in over here. Yeah, but it's dangerous if you're a pedestrian, isn't it? Because it's red. You oh, see yeah. it's red, and you start walking across, and the car keeps coming. But um, but yeah, um, we also saw. My friend Mike Channing hang out the window and give us a wave at one point. He was taking his kids to one of these schools that all the traffic was around. Um, but yeah, all good, nice and easy. Um, doubled up that night on on the treadmill, did six miles at just under seven minute mile in. Um, again, just hey, you are keen. Just it's just easy to jump on the treadmill. You'll get you're getting excited here. Yeah? I know. Um, so Friday, here's the big one. Um, for whatever reason, Friday morning, I didn't get out and I'm seeing if I made a note. No, I have no idea why I didn't get out. Um, I think I was just tired. Well, not tired. I, yeah, probably sleep tired. Anyway, um, so in the afternoon when Jenny's dad was looking after Elias, I jumped on, did my progression run on the treadmill. So I did 6K easy, 5K steady, 5K topping out just below threshold and then nearly 6k jog is a bit of junk but um that's 13 and a half miles at 622 is all up but yeah i just progressed if you if you look at that run on strava the progression is good i mean obviously because i'm on a treadmill it's very easy to the progression is beautiful to make the progression very easy um but yeah i got up to what 513 mile in um so pretty pleased with that the heart rate was always below well i got up to 168 so just below threshold um and what was your elevation what did you set it at nah zero mate if it, zero. again i was in the mountains i'm not gonna do a, a progression my man there um <laughs> saturday i also went on the treadmill this is the treadmill show now um 
I oh Saturday was windy. Was it windy at yours? That's when Storm Mallet came, isn't it? I, I mean, I didn't get blown away on my crutch, mate. So I think I was all right. Were you not around Liverpool on Saturday? Yeah, it was a bit breezy in the afternoon. My fence is still um, well. My fence is partially blown down from the last time, uh, the last win we had. But I thought it might have gone the whole way yesterday night. But it's not. It's not too bad. Wasn't well, we too had, bad here. I think we had fifty mile per hour gusts. Um, it's supposed to be bad tonight, isn't it? Ninety miles, ninety miles an hour. You're saying? Oh, is it? Mm. Oh, it's maybe where Josh is got blown away. Um, so I just did fifty. I put this in kilometers. I think I put it in this comment. Do you know what? Jimmy Ashworth, who we interviewed the other week, put a tweet out saying, "Why do runners put things out in the UK? Put things out in kilometers." So I've started just doing it to wind them up. Hopefully, that's my plan. Um, so I did fifteen k. Easy. My heart rate got up. That was, the, again, the good thing about treadmill. I got up to 140 and I had to slow the treadmill down. I went to the sort of 430, like 715 miling because I didn't want my heart rate to go over 140, really. So just kept sensible. Um, was going to go out Saturday night, but a little bit tired and had the big run Sunday morning. So met up with Ben this morning. We, by accident, did 6K or just over 6K warm-up, like nearly four miles, because I think we did an out-and-back of 5K to warm up and then forgot that we had to jog out to where we start, which is another K, so that's why we did slightly more. And then the session was 10K at Ben's marathon pace, 3K steady, 5K at Ben's marathon pace, or a little bit quicker, 2K steady then two by 2k off 1k steady so all up what's that 15 and a half miles um so like 24k i think something like that um it was good so we did so ben ben's looking to hoping to run 325s which is like what 224 225 for the marathon at manchester so we did 10k at 327s um and my heart rate so that was slightly longer than we did last week and my heart rate was five beats lower on average so i i didn't go over 160 i was like 158 um then we we jogged for 3k at 355 so still pretty still moving it's only 30 seconds per k slower then we did the 5k and stupidly in my head i thought we were going to do I don't know why I just thought we were doing free twenties. So I went out, I went out a little bit too hard for Ben. And then once we were running free twenties, I sort of just held it. So we ran free twenty ones. Um, and again, my heart rate was what? One, six, one, two average. So again, much lower than last week where I was at one, six, eight. Jogged for a bit. Then the first two K was into the, into the little wind there was. So I think we ran like a free 22, then a free 19. Um, and then the last 2K, I think we ran 3.15 and a 3.19. But I slowed Ben down because he, he was working quite hard. So I thought I'm just going to tell him to relax off a bit because he doesn't need to go any harder. So all up, um, I think it was like 3.34 average, something. I don't know, 3.35 for the per K, which is 5.42s. So solid and as i said to you boys looking at my heart rate on 
when I'm running three twenty ish pace per K, um, I would say that's probably around my marathon pace at the moment, which is like two twenty to two twenty two. So I'm a nice session. Happy. I'm pretty happy with that. Like I said, like I had no idea. Here's Josh. Um, no idea where I'm at, and I was just going to see how it goes, but pleasantly surprised at what, how I'm feeling. Um, so with this session, so is the plan to um, is the plan still to do mar- uh, to do to do Manchester Marathon? Yes. Um, I was going to see where I was at in a couple of weeks. Here he is got no top on i'm just going to explain something josh um so yeah manchester marathon is the plan either well i think i'm going to do it properly i mean worst case scenario i pace i pace some of the, the boys i coach i'm very put off you're not naked no don't don't even ask him i've got shorts on okay because this could go on youtube you know mate anyway i did 6k cool down so big day what's that to like 22 and a half mile um so that rounds off a 92 mile week and not a lot of doubles. one double in that so how many weeks until manchester now nine isn't it i want to say so you've got what another seven weeks of yeah so um it's gonna look in my my train diet i've got i'm gonna do like six by three k i think next weekend off k float and then it is, so it's nine weeks to Manchester today, apparently. Um, it's a bit longer than I thought. Um, six by 3K next week, and then Stamford 30K is the week after, my hometown race, which I'm yet to decide how I'm going to run it. Josh knows it. It's a very hilly, interesting course. But um, In two I'm, weeks? In two weeks, yeah. I'd break it up. I, yeah, why, so I usually do... 11k at marathon pace to start with because it's mostly downhill um and then yeah try and break up the problem with the race is the last five or six k is quite a lot uphill so it's not like you like usually you do a progression run to finish nice and you know close to marathon pace or a bit quicker but you can't do it you have to completely just make up a session that fits the hills really why don't you do a mixed grill session? I might do, mate. Um, so, yeah, that's my plan. But coming together, I think, feeling much better. Um, oh, and update on Eliza. As I said, she was also sick yesterday quite a lot. So I think she's got some virus. So probably have to get that checked out. And with Jenny working a lot next week, um, I think I'm going to have a lot of treadmill running by the looks of it. Josh, you missed a lot, mate. Um, I'd just like to say, I was five minutes late on our agreed time when I went for a run, so apologies. How long did you go for a run for? I got got lost. How long were you intending to go for a run for? 70 minutes. What? I said 20 to 30 minutes. But Jimbo Jimbo did me a favour, so I I repaid him with 30 minutes favour back. I've had a very, very stressful day. That's because you wanted to run 120 miles this week, right? 125. Uh, no, I'm on 120. No, it's 120. I said 20 to 30 minutes just to run out yeah, your legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, I actually felt all right. Anyway, let me get to the, let me get to the, I have literally, I left. So I, let's go back to Saturday morning, American time. I woke up 
went for a run with the uh, last run there. So we went out, managed to squeeze um, long run in. Then I went literally 15 minutes after I got back in. I showered, grabbed my stuff, left for the airport, and I just got home. So it has been... Yeah. Weekend. No so one feels did. sorry for you. So you didn't have to do a 70 minute run. But as Matt said, yeah, because because no, so I had some stuff in storage and I don't have my car, do I? So uh James, I have actually abandoned him now. He's still running. Um he he was doing 14, so I said I'd give him company for some. So he he lent me his car to James get too. hunt. He's doing his long run at four o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, he wanted incredible company, so he waited. Oh, my days. What an idiot. Um, right, Josh, you missed out on a few things, but we won't, we'll fill you in later. Um, so I'm not going to bore you, mate. Um, you should really listen to two guys who are quicker than you at the marathon, I would have thought. But anyway. Um, and over 10K, and over half marathon. No, not, I'm not, but I'm just going to go <laughs> <Yeah>. marathon. <laughs> uh, got to bring him, got to bring him down a bit. I know. Um, Josh, why don't you talk us through your week? Yeah, um, but we haven't got an hour, so yeah, I'll ra- I'll rattle through it. So the key to the key to my week is less questions. I'll get it through quicker. And it probably we means, have so many questions. Though. Probably mean no, no. Aaron normally does. Probably means I get in less trouble. Um, for, firstly, before we go into your week, I'm looking at that wall. Who has thought of painting their back wall of their bedroom green? Uh, so I've moved. Yeah, so that's part. I'll get to that in my week. Uh, I've moved. I'm uh, now in a more permanent residence. And I have a have a wardrobe, so that's the first time I've had a wardrobe in about four months. That's quite nice. Not living out of a suitcase. Um, so anyway, we'll get to my running. Monday morning, 10 and a half miles, 7.05. So went out with beer and JT. It was nice. I can't really remember that, to be honest. That seems seems like an eternity on Monday. Who's JT? Jacob Thompson. Oh, oh, not just you. Look at you, eh? Oh, JT. That's what. That's you're so name. you're so American now. John you, hear call, you hear me calling me, me MC and bloody Aaron, <laughs> A A S. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was the morning, and then uh, I did a run in the evening. Oh, that's weird. It's changed the timing and the order. So I did five mile double and then um, I did six by 100. So I didn't specifically time them exactly this time, um, but they were 13 to 14 seconds. And that actually JT had a spare pair of dragonflies. So whack them on for them. It was quite good. It felt quite nice. Hold on. You didn't specifically time them, but you ran 13 to 14 seconds. 13, so you did yeah, time he, them. he was timing them. I, I, uh, I, Basically, just sort of was, yeah, I wasn't looking so specifically because Aaron gave silly, shit. Silly JT. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was Monday. Uh, yeah, Monday um, evening. And then Tuesday morning. Um, so, I had a few meetings at work. So, I started a bit later. So, Holly was doing eight, um, but I didn't have the car. So, I just ran to her, did eight with her, and then ran back. So, did 13.4 at 720s. And actually, that was quite a long time. It was like nearly an hour 40. Um, and then I did in the evening. So in the evening, I wore, I said to Matt, I got these new Nike Milers. Don't know if you've, uh, uh, you've tried them, Aaron, probably not. The first react. one I did in them, I thought they were the worst shoe I've ever worn. The React Milers. 
Yeah, React Milers. Yeah, I've got them, haven't I? Yeah, I don't know. I think I have. Yeah, I, I hated them first when I did, and I thought I'll give them one more chance. And I was literally why did, asking, why I was did you hate them? They felt they they reminded me of wearing an Astro. If you were going to play football, they're quite stiff, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. But actually, now I've done a few runs in them. I actually really like them. I just ran in them now, and I thought they felt quite good. I think I had um, the same. Like, you, you know, when I met you after the marathon for the run. I think I put on a new pair of them. That like yeah, this is new. They're terrible, but... and my legs hurt. They were just so stiff, and then yeah, they they do loosen up a bit. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, they're quite good. Um, so yeah, on Tuesday evening, my really randomly, my friend from my best friend from school was in uh, Phoenix, so he actually came up, uh, had dinner with him. So I, I ended up not having that much recovery between these runs. So I ran at ten and then ran again at three. I did six point four, six fifty fives. Most importantly, there was a debate on your Strava. Oh yeah, I, I'm right. You don't what Matt, what do you call your evening meal? Um my evening meal? Yes. Um dinner? Yes, good. Why someone called it tea? Someone called it tea and I said, uh That's fine though. If you're from the north, it's tea. Yeah. Yeah. He said, what did he say? I are you southern now? I said, Well, I've always been southern, I've always lived in the south. And he, which he referred to a map and agreed with me. So there we go. Um, there so that you was go. my Tuesday evening. So Wednesday, um, went out with Beer and JT again. There's a trend this week. Um, did 12 miles, 708s. It's nice and easy. Uh, and then in the evening, I've actually got a picture on this run. Um, so I'm wearing the first item of non-night clothing I've probably owned, and I put probably owned in the last ten years. So I was wearing an Under Armour jacket. So if it's you look happy there, mate. <laughs> if it's Holly's, <laughs> is, it, is it a woman's jacket? No, no, it's mine. What do you mean it's yours? Well, this is she got it for me. Oh, so it is men's. Yeah, 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 I, thought men's just, yeah. I thought it was our first no. drop. I was going to say no, if it's a woman's no. jacket and looks baggy on you. No. That's why it's only, it's only took a picture of the, the, the top <laughs> half. No, it's it's uh, it's small. It is a little bit baggy, but no, it's, it's quite it's nice actually. Their kit's pretty good. Um, so yeah, I did four miles, seven eighteens, just jogging. Uh, and then I did some strides after. So I did eight by fifteen seconds, and I wore Alpha flies. And I was just like, oh, I really don't know. Actually, I like them, which then brings us to Thursday morning. So two mile warm up. And uh, no, Aaron, you you didn't enjoy my two mile warm up because I saw this. After I'd finished the session, I don't I enjoy it. Down, I you were like, I'm going to do 26. That's what I, I, did, I said. I didn't say, didn't say I didn't enjoy it. I said you were going to do uh, 26. Uh, okay. I, I, um, it's because Matt messaged in the group about something. And I was like, well, I'm pretty confident he's doing his long run because he's done yeah. a, a two mile warm up. I said, what has he got? And then when Matt said 22 for mile either side, I was like, he's definitely doing 26. I just, if I just did a mile, I just feel, I don't know, I just feel like I'm not warmed up. And I know I had three miles steady, but even then I just feel so stiff. So I, I would just rather do two. It's not going to kill or, me. Or in your steady, right, there's a out Stop. there solution oh. for you. Yeah, do your first mile of your steady a little bit slower. Yeah, yeah I could do that as well. Yeah. So anyway, th- this was possibly, I think, of every session Matt's ever given me, the best named so I looked at my training piece. It just said mixed grill. <laughs> I had no idea what I meant. So basically what I had was it was three miles. So three miles steady. So between 545 and sixes. 
and six miles at um, goal marathon pace. I think we said sort of 508s to 510s actually. Um, and then two miles steady. So that was 545s. And then it was 20 minutes worth of minute on minute off. And that was kind of the pace that for that was sort of less, less sort of specific. It was more just get moving and float reasonably quick. And um, so I, I think I was roughly running sort of 445s to 450s on the ons and probably like four, uh, 520s to 530s on the offs, something like that. Um, then it was meant to be four miles a marathon pace again. And that was pretty hard, to be honest. Uh, and then one mile steady at the end to round up to 22. So no, two miles steady after the oh, one minute on, one minute off. Yes, I did. I missed that. Out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I think overall it was pretty decent. I was uh, very fortunate. Isaac Updike came and biked with me for the whole thing. Um, so that was very handy. So I got my drinks. The first first marathon block felt fine. It was a bit breezy on one side. Um, but then I remember saying to Isaac on the minute on minute offs, they, they felt fine, actually. It was more than I knew on the next steady. I, was, I said to him, I was like, this marathon, this next four miles is going to be really tough. Um, and I went, uh, oh, it's a bit hard because I, I wasn't on even miles after the, let me see. Um, while you're looking, I've got a few questions, as always. No. So, Matt, when you're setting this steady, what, what pace are you saying, like 30 seconds a mile slower than marathon pace or something? Yeah, roughly about that. Yeah. Cool. Um, and Josh, you said on so the minute on minute off, right? Yeah. Um, towards the end, your heart rate on the ones on was one seventy, but on the ones off was one six eight, which is higher than you got on the the marathon pace bit. So I'm not surprised you were tired. Yeah, shape. You went too hard on the slope. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah, a little I, bit. Honest, yeah. On 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 those slopes, I wasn't really. I wasn't, I was trying not to really look at my watch because in a minute, by the time you let the pace has settled down, yeah, it's, it's kind of irrelevant. So I was kind of just trying to keep it a bit honest. It's, um, more, it's more the the entire block, just to, like the second half of that block. Yeah. I think your heart rate was much higher than it was. Well, it was higher than it was at the end of the first, whatever, six, eight mile block, wherever you had it start. Yeah, it was say, I think average 515s roughly. That's a hard way to run 515. Yeah, it's I, I also think Alpha Flies, um, when you're doing them one minute, one minute's on, one minute's off, I've never done it in Alpha Flies, but I've ran in them a few times before. Um, it, get going. it take when when you do the minute on, like when you decelerate, you can't decelerate very quickly. So you I reckon that's accelerating quickly, even I find. I'm terrible at accelerating. Them. But that's why I'm thinking is, I think that's maybe why as well, as your floats were are probably a tad quick because you were, you, were you were decelerating, but the deceleration wasn't quick enough for it to be a float. Yeah. It was more like a, a slower yeah. effort, if that makes sense. I said, sim so we both wore our flies today and I said similar to Ben, like it seemed when we were getting going to accelerate on a rep, he was working quite hard to get going, whereas normally- To get up to it. Yeah. I, I yeah. in Alpha Flies, I start like five seconds before the rep sometimes. Like, if yeah. it's a mile, that's what I was rep, doing. Yeah, that's what I was doing today. Have yeah. to. Um, yeah. So, anyway, so I'm just looking at the the, mark, the four mile block. It was like 512, 515, 515, 512. So, it was a little bit slower than I wanted, but I, I felt really, it was more the fatigue in my hip, my left hip flexor, especially um, where I was just like, oh, it's just that's fatigued earlier than I'd have liked it to have. But, you know what, do you want know what you need to do? Run more more drills 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, I think it's just because, like I said to Matt, I hadn't run hard since Houston. So that's kind of 10 days I hadn't run hard. Um, so that first one back, it was a bit of a baptism. Of system. Yeah, exactly. And I needed to do it. So um, what I will say yeah. is Strava followers love a long run, love a good, hard, oh, long run. I know. The, I know. the likes you get for a long run. Is that loop, loop as well. Sorry? How aesthetically pleasing is that loop to look at? It is Strava. satisfying. Yeah. I'm it's pretty happy on them corners. <laughs> The, yeah, so the 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 one in the middle, I sort of added on, but the other one is it's basically three. It's three point zero five miles of loop, but if you do one loop, it's marks every four hundred meters. Nice. Uh, every two hundred meters, even. Um, all right, let's move yeah. on to the rest of the week. Yeah. Plenty of yeah, was just, anyway, it worked about twenty-two miles, five twenty-sixes, so yeah, yeah it was alright. Uh, then two mile warm down, and then I just did a really really easy jog in the evening. So did four miles at seven eighteens. I know Aaron's already smiling at this. No, I. 30 mile day i like that you put 30 mile days hit diff can you yeah, not that means quite different, different yeah i know matt probably wouldn't understand that um so also on thursday i um i gained a new roommate who is friends with uh matt everybody in america seems to know Matt, a popular guy so erica villa um yeah they were boys apparently so yeah he's a good lad um and then this was probably the one run that's probably going to piss matt off the most this week i would have thought um so after that i ran in the, so mark texted me because i knew i was leaving on saturday so did i want to jump in with uh, the bowman guys on friday morning so jumped in with them and um i actually felt my legs felt okay my, my left hip flex was a little bit tired um but otherwise i actually felt fine so i made sure i got the invincibles on in the first five miles um, as well with the whole group. And then they were going, most of them were going to 70 minutes, um, but I only really wanted to do max eight miles. Um, so me, Eric and Evan Jaeger, and then two Japanese guys went off. Um, we went back sooner. So we did an hour, which ended up being 9.3. So it was like the last few were a little bit quick. I won the bingo. Like, I won the bingo. We had, a, many, we had a little competition how many name drops. <laughs> Josh is going to get in. Yeah. You've got one more to come, though. Yeah. Uh, Who did you speak no, to dropped, afterwards? He dropped, he dropped the big one. Ah. Uh, Who did you speak to after the run? After Friends of Tom. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Jerry. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so no, it was a good run. It was pretty cool. What were you um, trying to Jerry really, about? Uh, he was just asking how the run was. That was it, really. So uh, my favourite story is, is you said that they gave an intro to some people in the group. So yeah, the Japanese guys. So um, these Japanese guys had just arrived, and their their coach was sort of in, uh, them and Jerry were introducing them to the rest of the group. And like, oh, this guy's run twenty seven forty and this. And I sort of whispered to Mark. I said, "Please don't tell them my PBs." <laughs> so if you're going to tell them anything, just tell them what I'm, what my Call of Duty KD is. Um, it's quite funny, but. Yeah, so no, yeah, that was um, that run. So it was quicker than I anticipated it would be. We finished at like 5.45s, which, again, like I said to Matt, wasn't ideal or planned the day after the, that 30 mile day. But I mean, um, what I will say well. is your whole week is a lot more sensible than it used to be. You were doing I these know. runs on average, six minute mile in, and people were like, why are you always questioning running? But you were running like six minute mile on every run. Whereas this week you have done more mileage, but you have done some recovery. Yeah, and I think I think this 
is what so you remember when I was saying I think I could just do a bit more like I don't feel tired running 100 miles a week if I'm dropping down to sort of six minute mile in the when I get to this volume I feel a bit more tired so I am more likely to run a bit slower because I do feel like I probably need it a bit more that's generally how I felt anyway um and then so last run in uh flag went out or flagstaff you <laughs> Uh, I ran with beer, JT and Eric. So I wanted to make sure I sort of, I've done most of my runs with JT and beer. So I wanted to make sure I got one more in. Um, so I did 18. So a little bit more than Matt wanted, but it was kind of a nine out turnaround jobby. So that was 6.37 average. I felt actually fine. It, it, not, again, it was really windy. Why is it? Nine out, nine back, right? Yeah. How did Eric do 16 mile? He stopped and because his if you look at his pace his pace is different so he stopped and walked it in for two miles uh he went a different way back oh so he I, didn't probably want to. I probably could have done that okay but, um yeah he stopped for a poo and then we oh. left him so, uh, probably or could so also so J- jt i'll call him jt now he yeah. likes to name his runs with these various weird things yeah i don't get them so you did the same, so you started copying him. I'm an island boy. Yeah, you're too old for this. Do you know what TikTok is? Yes. I'll send you the clip, then you'll understand it. Listen, oh wait, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, Josh. Yeah. You're literally, I'm 32. You're you're 30 this year, aren't you? Yep. I am, yeah. Yeah, you're two you it's two years, pal. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like I'm you're Listen, I know what the island boys are. They're them stupid idiots with them freaking <laughs> yeah. things sticking out the reds. I know what they are. So when down, my, first few runs, my first few runs when I got there, uh, Beer and Abdi Nur kept singing it to each other. Um, I said to Beer, I am actually from an island, so I can say it. So that was why you titled it that. Yeah, last run. Um, well, last run, I say, last run in Flagstaff. So then... Yeah, travel was a bit long. I do you know what? I can't sleep on planes. I don't know about you two. Do you not upgrade? One, uh, no, I did. Do you know what? I, I couldn't get to the desk because they were checking everyone's ID. So I was going to inquire how much it was B. And actually, the, the plane was half full anyway. So I had three seats. I just laid on them, but I still couldn't sleep. Oh, really? So I laid across three seats. And I was just laying there with my eyes shut, but I'm wide awake. So anyway. What was your flight food? Oh, I had barbecue chicken, but I actually really wish I went for vegetable pasta, which looked so much better. Did you the eat veggie it? one's always the best. Yeah. Did you eat that, it? Half of it, because it was really not that great. Yeah, and then but... it was like um, a turkey Swiss sandwich, but I like, which would have been my 2am. And I was like, I'm all right, thanks. Again, awesome. looking at you, I'm starting to get a bit concerned. You sent us a picture of your scales. Um, and then you also sent a screenshot of your weekly last seven days as you like to do on instagram yeah that's good and it said you consumed i want to say like 3700 calories a day um, oh, i thought that's how much you burn not consume yeah sorry so how much you burn yeah yeah probably there's no way you're consuming anywhere near that i definitely haven't today for sure so i need to yeah need well to you get... told me the other day when you're hungry you have a coffee <laughs> if i'm really hungry i'll have a granola and a coffee yeah. go wild I know. I have half a bag of lint. That's <laughs> why so you've got four t- tears in your Achilles. <laughs> anyway, I haven't finished my week. So I, then I just went out with uh, Jim. It's a long one. Uh, 
and yeah, we got a little bit lost. So I think we took one wrong turn and, and, and ended up just adding 0.6. And so it was 10.6 average. six. You got lost. You got lost for an additional 40 minutes, mate. <laughs> so that brings me to 120 miles for the week. And what you got? Three weeks ago. Yeah. So we'll, we'll tone it down next week. How are you toning it down? Because it seemed to me like you were trying to tone it up on the things you were saying. On uh, I am. Um, no, so I've got a big, big workout on a session on Wednesday. I kind of start saying session again now. Yes, uh, please. On please Wednesday. do. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to decide what we're doing at the weekend. So we've got a, a potential, but we'll see how I get on on Wednesday, I think. Um, have you checked the weather? No. Nah. Well, like, the only thing I know is I've come back and it's pissing it down the rain. Yeah, there's another it's another storm coming through. So hopefully you don't get it on Wednesday. Where are you going to do it Wednesday? It's a good question because I don't have a car now. So I think I'm just going to do 20 or 24 laps around Butte Park. Fair. Um, you're all right. Wednesday's fine, mate. Good. Um, so yeah, so I'm counting down the days. I reckon I've got a week. So I reckon I've got seven more weeks so I can get back to Flagstar. That's the plan. How's that going to work? Well, actually, no, it must be more than that. That's really bad math. Don't you have to have so much time back and then you can go again? Um, but I didn't hit my 90 days, so I think I'm probably all right. Right. I think if you if I'm away for this fine, this amount of time, I think it's probably all right. I've not really looked into it. You might want to check that too. Yeah. Um fair, cool. So 120 mile week. Yeah. Another big week. Shall we? Let's move on from our training. Um, let's quickly look at Strava leaderboard. I looked before the show. Obviously, Josh oh, is now I'm... top. So we're going to ignore Josh. Kieran Walker was next best, 119 miles. Um, he also ran 6.41 pace like you did, Josh. So if oh, only... An elevation though, haven't I? If only I've done 50 feet more. <laughs> 50 feet more over 1.7 miles. So he... he must live in a very hilly... Oh, he lives in the north, doesn't he? Actually? Northeast project, yeah. Middlesbrough type way, I think. Um, could be wrong. Um Top for the win was Sally again. She did 103. Notable mention to... Um, I had somebody else in here earlier. Judith Nixon. Yeah, where's she gone? Where's Judith uh, gone? 102.4. Oh, she's moved up. She's done another run since the last look. Yeah, she gets 102, so Northern Ireland. Um, and then I had a couple of other stats. Will Bryan, if you look at his average pace, Josh... Um, yeah, so he did a like 100 pieces, mile week, 101 mile week for the longest run of 24 miles, 6.15 average. Banging it. Um, so he gets a note mention them. Philly Bowden, similar for the girls. Quick. Um, Weston's wise words. Has he got anything this week, Matt? Or oh, been... Of course, we've got something. Even That's when you're not running together. Absolutely. Uh, all right, so... Uh, another good one this week from uh, the main man, Weston. So here we go. Buckle in. Sit tight. Big one. Uh, so deciding what trainers to buy can be stressful. What drop, wide or narrow? Pronation, correction, colour, weight, and so on. Weston's wise words is, don't spend hours researching. Buy the first pair you thought of. There you go. All right. Do you know what I do? 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. Not there yet. Not there yet. Let me put some. Let me put some meat around this. All right. In in the past few years, research has shown that Sigmund Sigmoid. I'm going to butcher his name. Sigmoid Freud's ideas on the unconscious mind were, in fact, correct, and that a lot and a lot of decision making and a lot of feelings are based around things we are not really aware of. So there we go. True. So, so yeah. go on it, go on instinct, go on gut feel. So that first pair, just get it. Just do it. Yeah. I mean, I have a few concerns with that method of buying shoes, but we'll go with it for now. Josh, go with what, it. You, what are you saying, Josh? If I'm never sure, I just buy both of them. Yeah, but you're rolling in it. I've just, I've just ordered two more pairs of structures because I didn't want to bring the ones I had in Flagstaff home. Do you um have any outgoings anymore yeah just rent and my phone my phone bill is 80 pound a month that's my main well my rent why because i got a new iphone all right so i have two outgoings <laughs> that's it. 80 quid uh, all right so what um what plan are you on for 80 quid uh it's more the phone it's uh, my plan is uh, like 100 gig data then unlimited text it's, it's two years right yeah so 960 a year so let's say 1900 so it take 10 pound off because my last few months i've been paying for data allowance in america yeah but you you, you just pay like you pay 1900 pound roughly for a contract that's yeah. not 1900 no i think it's like 11 or 12 is it i got the 13 pro max yeah I reckon you get through 100 uh, gigabytes of data as well. <laughs> right. Let's move this on. Patron, have you got the documents open, boys? Josh, come to you first. Right. I don't know why. Uh, oh, I know why I'm coming to you first. Because Anyway. Uh, so I've got Callum Wright. Um, so he's from C... Is that Seaford? Yeah. No, I want to say... Yeah, it's um, East Sussex, maybe. Okay, so uh, originally, and now he's, uh, he lives near Luton. Um, so he's got PBs of 1740, 3658, uh, 8420, and 31232. So interesting fact is, is he's a big fan of nature and recently wrote a scientific article about fighting termites. <laughs> a fan of trail running, but seems most at home building houses or homes for animals could build clousies and owl box or two. <laughs> Yeah, classy. If you need any, hey, listen, Callum. If you want to build me an an owl box, please, let's do it. <laughs> On that, uh, I know the interview today is with uh, Andy Davies, and he loves. He uh, he's he's a bit of a twitcher, Andy is. He is. Um, so um, I had a I had a bird uh, nestle onto my feeder yesterday, um, and it was a little little like sparrow um, sized bird, and it had a red head. Uh, and it had like, it wasn't a woodpecker, uh, and it has like yellowy white um, wings. Um, so if anyone could tell me what that bit may be, that would be great. Cool. I'm sure a listener will message him. Um, anyway, who have you got for for Patreon? It's a big one. It's a big one. God, God, it is a big one. Mr. Paul Lawn. What a guy. What a man. Um, so Paul is from Peterborough, PBs, 1642, 
7404, quick boy, and 235. Interesting fact about Paul, father of four boys, one of which is an average marathon runner. PB of 8.50, 8 hours 50 for Ironman. He has been on the podium a number of times in Hawaii for his age group, fan of the post-race cigar and beers. What a hero. Going, going for the father and son world record at Seville. Um, let's hope his son doesn't let him down. I'll give you an extra interesting fact on those PBs. That 34.49, he actually beat me in that race, outkicked me. Fantastic. Yeah, first, first time I saw uh, Paul, obviously I think everyone's figured out it's uh, Josh's dad. Um, I thought it was Josh's bloody brother. I get that a lot. He yeah. looks great. Yeah. Especially after having yeah, four was. boys. Yeah, he looks great. Well, that's why I divorced my mum. <laughs> Let's not go into that. Well, we're getting, we're getting deep here. Hey, listen, right. thanks for, thanks for your support. Any, we need to do cancelling for Josh right now. Um, <laughs> I'm thanking Pete Dowd this week. Um, he's from North London. He's got PBs of 21.33, 5K, 45.06 of the 10, and 142.23 for half. Although, Pete, I'm pretty sure they're not your PBs. That's what's on Strava. And Pete's just come on board for my coaching, and I should have really asked him what his PBs were when I called him the other day. So, um, Pete, message me and tell me what your PBs are, and we'll sort them out. Um, interesting fact, he ran the Maverick South Downs Ultra um, earlier this year, I think. He met his wife 13 years ago in the Student Union in Sheffield. Always the best places to find your wife. Beautiful. Um, similar to me. Anyway, Josh, you're interested in this one. He's a fan of gigs, and the pictures of gigs I saw on his Instagram were Kano and the streets. What were we saying about Kano? Kano is brilliant. Yeah, it's good to be fair. Yeah. Good choice. Um, Pete's founder and CEO of Elder, which is a care company for elderly people. Um, so he's an important guy, is Pete. Oh, Pete's um, got some cash. <laughs> well, I went on his website, very professional, um, and they offer care all over the country. So doing a good job. Um, that's it for Patreon. Thanks to all the legends this week. If you want to support the show, patreon.com forward slash inside jogging podcast. I still haven't sorted my training talk series. Um, proven difficult. So um, if you want to come and talk to me about training each week, then drop me a message. Um, I do have someone kind of lined up. I just need to get it across the line. Um, list of questions. Classy, got you first. All right, this uh, list of question comes in from Kyle uh, Doc. Is he Doc? I'd say Doherty. Doherty. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Sorry, Kyle. Watching your surname like I do with everyone's. Um, so with eighty to ninety mile weeks, it's hard to meet nutritional needs. Uh, once a rec- uh, do you recommend any supplements? Hmm. I'm probably not the best. because I don't take any. Nothing. Melatonin. Oh, I've been taking melatonin to sleep. That's not yeah. really running though. All right, Cal. Let's keep it simple. Blood blood test come back, so I can see. But yeah, I don't take anything. So. We'll keep it simple. Um, what I take is I take vitamin D and iron. Yeah, that's it. A bit that's more good. vitamin D in the winter when it's dark. A bit less in the summer when it's sunny. Iron all throughout the year. They're the only two things I really take, but I've, I haven't taken anything for about 
a year because it's keep forgetting. As long as you're eating good good food, get you five a day in. Wow, well, should be all good. It's debatable if it's good when my wife's cooking, but we'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> I'm joking, Jennifer. Um, Josh, what you got? Hmm. Um, so this comes from Sam Leslie. So how do you know what sort of heart rate you should be hitting on certain runs? Um, yeah, so heart rate, I mean, the most accurate way is obviously to get in a lab and do some testing. Um, that's not always available to most people. So I think you can get a pretty good idea over just wearing it for a month or two and sort of relating effort to your, how you're feeling when you're running to what heart rate, you, you know, you're running at so let's say you're doing a, a threshold the plan is a threshold run if you can run to sort of 10 mile ish effort for a block of running and look at what your heart rate's doing it will give you a pretty good idea of where your your threshold heart rate will be at as long as you're looking at over a period of time i would say like you can't take a run in isolation so so yeah that's what i'd say i, I would agree i can almost um almost always tell when my heart rate's gonna be high from a run because i felt tired or felt like it it felt too quick so yeah like aaron said yeah i'd, I'd agree get in the lab if you can great there's there's, um, there's a few uh, guys that do testing throughout the uk but if you yeah. can't do that go um just chuck your um running watch on with a heart rate obviously use a um a chest strap if you can because it's a slightly more accurate than a than wrist and just go off, feel, yeah, and then kind of, you know, um, gear that around your heart rate. Yeah, progressive runs are good for that. Like doing, doing a warm up, then like fifteen minutes, fifteen minutes, fifteen minutes, easy, steady, hard. You can get a good picture of what your heart rate's doing, because the, the thing is, everybody's different. Like somebody's easy heart rate will be very different to to mine. Like Josh's is slightly different to mine, but some people are miles different. Like. Like Ben, who I ran with today, his like threshold heart rate is at like one five two, which is pretty low, like compared to some other people. Mm. So, so you can't, yeah, you can't really look at what other people are doing either. Um, then my question comes in from Josh Bird: best thing to eat the night before a marathon? I thought this was an interesting one because let's just go through what we eat the night before a marathon. Josh, what do you go for? So the last one I I did this um, low. Uh, residual diet so i was just having very bland foods but sort of high in carbs so rice plain um, pasta but making sure it wasn't um like like basic brown or whole rice or pasta um with some chicken um and then that was pretty much it but just like quite a lot of it so i was trying it's... to avoid fiber so that's why you have the brown stuff is it because i've yeah. always heard like a lot of nutritionists recommend white stuff, like to load. Yes, that, that's why I have the white stuff. Avoid, oh, you had white. Yeah, avoid the brown stuff. Yeah. Oh, avoid lower, the brown stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought you said stuff. Yeah. No, no, no. Avoid that. Yeah. Matt, what are you doing? Um, similar to Josh, to be fair, I think anything sort of simple, um, pasta or um, rice, white rice, um, with some sort of protein, whether it being fish or meat. Yeah. Um, maybe a salad, but again, sort of lightly, no heavy dressing or anything like that. Nothing like rich in dairy or or stuff like you know. I think I think as well as like practice 
before big sessions as well the night before. Yeah. Good tip. Yeah, I always go with, if I'm cooking myself, I'll have chicken pesto pasta. Not that much pesto, just enough to make some kind of taste because I can't, I can't eat dry, like plain pasta with chicken. It'd just be terrible. Um, and yeah, if I'm in a hotel, it's kind of what is available. But yeah, similar to you boys, probably white rice and just something like, yeah, hardly any vegetables. If, if I do have vegetables, it'll just be a few green ones. But um, yeah, simple stuff, really. And I think timing is, especially for a marathon, I eat my bigger meal earlier on in the day. I wouldn't have it late. Yeah, I'd be the same. I'd make make sure I had a big lunch. Yeah. And then just something light in the evening. Um, So that's a list of questions. Uh, News. Let's quickly rattle through some news. There was quite a lot going on. Uh, I can't say his first name. Berahu Aragari um, was very close to what's his name's world record 3,000 metres. What's the guy? Big Dan. Come on, Dan- Kem- Daniel Kamara. Kamara, no. what's his name? It's just gone from my head. Coman, Coman, Daniel Coman. Yeah, yeah. So he ran. He, he was attacking that record, and this was in Germany, I think. He ran seven twenty six. So pretty swift. He was. He was all arms. That boy was. I watched it. Oh, did you? Yeah. Um, let's stick with the indoors. Milrose Games. I don't know if you saw any. Josh was probably flying. Um, it was actually on this, I was impressed by this it was on in the airport on the TV what's it it's big in New York isn't it on NBC yeah so big, I, I actually watched quite a lot of it big listener Phil Martin um, was actually in New York yeah. and sent me some pictures from it so he braved the snowstorm in New York to get to it anyway Amy Eloise Markovich ran in the 3000 she ran 849 um, and then I suppose there was two big races for the men, wasn't there? It was the mile and the 3,000. And the mile, Josh Kerr was going for the British indoor mile record of 352, which is Peter Elliott's in 1990, so pretty old. Um, and was 0.25 a second outside of it. So he ran 352 for second place. Um, race was won by Ollie Hoare, who ran 350.83. Um, Did you see his finish? Ollie Hawes. Yeah, it was a great race. Yeah. And 25 seconds for the last 200. We'll come on to Ollie Hawes' group in a, in a second. I was actually just trying to find my screenshot of the results. But anyway, um, Nick Willis, 359. What a guy. Yeah. 20, 20 years in a row, sub four-minute miling. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Um, and so, yeah. So it was on Athletics Club, pretty dominant. Um, night for them and I've not gone into the 3000 Geordie Beamish run the, won the 3000 didn't he um, with a good last lap and he also runs for the club doesn't he yeah and yep. the women's 3k um, yeah, yeah so, so Dave from Ritz and Hyde's group is obviously doing something right and um, oh, the the Kenyan we mentioned what's her name Helena Beery we mentioned last week is, is gone to join the group too um, so that's why she was in her on kit last week. They're still wearing the dragonfly, aren't they? Um, I believe, yeah, I believe they have a spike now. So I thought they were wearing the spike. Oh, were they? 
I wasn't. Yeah. I, I, think, I thought they were wearing the white out dragonflies, but I might be wrong. I think there was a mix from what I saw. I know they have to wear the, the on road shoe. Um, but Dathan's got a good little group going all of a sudden, isn't he? It's um, pretty impressive what they're doing out there. Um, in Seattle, I saw Jake Hayward ran 353 for the mile. So he wasn't far off the record either. Um, so we've got some good milers going on. I wonder if that's a, a Welsh uh, it must be. record. must be. Oh, yeah, because I forgot to mention Josh Kerr's was the Scottish record. So it's got to be, hasn't it? Um, you think. Regional... Uh, it, won't, it, it won't count, will it, because it's on a 300. Oh, yeah, it's Seattle. Anyway, regional cross-country we're on. Um, I'll just go through a few results. So let's start in the south. Andy Maud took the win um, in the men's. Jess Gibbons for the women. In the north, Hugo Milner took the win and Eleanor Bolton for the, for the girls, or, or women, uh, sorry. Uh, Midlands, Katie Holt won and Doug Musson took the, took the men's. Some good competitive action going on. Um, it's a shame you can't watch any of it, I always think. Like, there's very little, well, there's no streaming, is there? There's not even anybody really out there streaming anything. Um, and from the sort of reports I read, Pretty, quite a few of the races are pretty competitive. Um, so Southern's nine miles, isn't it, Josh? 50, yeah, something 15K. 15K. I actually don't know. Was it Parliament Hills or was it somewhere else? No, it wasn't. Um, I'm not exactly 100% sure where it was, but it definitely wasn't Parliament Hills. I, sort of, this, it was, I was kind of sort of catching up mid-flight. So. Okay. Um, so, so yes, yeah, um, Southampton took the win in the men's, which is a bit of a... Bit of a surprise. They've not won the men's for a while, have they? Um, Highgate second, Tunbridge third. Um, and obviously, women's old shot took the win. Um, I saw Lily Partridge was in second place at the the women's Midlands at Berry Hill. It was funny, it was at Berry Hill and Mansfield. It's not usually a place for a longer distance race. I'm not sure if they just did multiple loops or... I bet they just did laps and laps. There's not many, much else you can go, is there, really? Because really. houses all right around, so... Um, so, yeah, and men's was... Doug Musson took the win, 10 seconds from Jack Gray. I saw Doug Musson did a 24-miler today for recovery, so that's impressive. Um, nice. And up north, Georgia Taylor-Brown was in the race, wasn't she? She... Um, I think she finished th- uh, third in the in the women's so Olympic triathlete, strong runner. Yeah, some people took some scalps there. Um, I just want to round up last week. I mentioned a couple of ten milers and only mentioned the men's results. I had the women's results in front of me. Clousy with his little um, whatever he was putting on his face last week distracted me, so it's all his fault. I'm going to blame him. He's not actually put any things on today. Um, no, you've just got my ugly mutt. So Fred Hughes, 10. Alice Belcher, she took the win, 59-21. And at Canterbury, 10, Helen Gaunt took the win, 60-04. So, yeah, nice. some good times for the women too. Um, right, boys. Nothing else. There's no other results of Mrs. there. Johnny Maller. Right. Oh, I've got Mrs. Aville. Um, an absolute stormer. So Seville half, Johnny Miller took sixth place, 62-20 PB. Omar Ahmed was 12th and 64-01, I imagine. 
Omar went with it. So must have slowed off towards the end. But yeah, that's good for Johnny. He must be doing the marathon, is he, Seville? I don't know. I don't know if they're just doing short stuff. I'm not sure. But he's running well, so whatever he's and, doing, he's doing good. Yeah, yeah. Andy's obviously Andy's coming up in the second um trains with that group. And they like they do it, they do half, they do a half marathon two weeks out at marathon pace. So yeah, it'd be a surprise if Johnny's running that hard three weeks out. So um right, as a wrap, Josh. Other than sitting in front of a green wall, what are you doing next week? Um, so I need to. Uh, so I've got a new coffee machine. So I need to set that up. I'm going to be doing that this evening. Um, you got the Sage. Yeah, I got the Barista Touch, which is it's much more complicated than I was anticipating. I was going to have a quick coffee before my run. No, you can't. Yeah, you, have to, you have to set it up, mate. Yeah. So I, I wasn't anticipating that. So that's one thing I've got to do. Um, well, my blood tests, I'm going to be doing those. And then I need to be, I need to move most of my stuff. So my stuff's mainly still in storage. On your um, blood tests? Yeah. You, so you get, do you use like Thriver or Medichex or something like that? Um, I think it was Fourth Edge. It was Fourth Edge. Yeah. What's it, so they send you a little pack. Do you have to go get it done by a nurse or anything? No. <laughs> but this is He's got a finger prick, honey. Is it just a finger prick? I can't do the finger prick to myself. I have to get someone else to do it for me. Of course you do. So it just, just does, wait, it just does your blood stuff a finger prick. Finger prick, and then you squeeze it into like a like a I don't know, like a little tub. You get a whole vial out of a finger prick. Yeah. Do you? Well, that sometimes I have to do two fingers. But you I don't get a whole. You don't get a whole vial. It's just a little sample. Because usually, like if you do blood tests, when I've you done, have to pay extra for that. Is that what it is? Because usually, like some of the others, you have to go still get a nurse to do it. But um, Medichex, you can do that. It's like an extra 30 quid. Yeah. Okay. I just, yeah, interested how they get it. I'd prefer to do it at home because I can't bother to go get yeah. a nurse to do it. Yeah, it yeah. Seems, seems, seems pretty good. But yeah, other than that, not much else really. Back to reality. Running on the shitty roads around here. Oh, so oh hard that shut bike. up. Do you know what? Tonight was the first time I've had to move for a car in probably two months. Yeah, I have to move for many more, mate. I've, I opened up the show with the new rules of the road. Um, right on the road. Yeah. Just in the middle, mate. You take priority these days, mate. As long as you wear high fares. Yeah. Um, Matt, other than eating your Lindors, what you got planned? Um, well, hopefully got physio uh, Thursday evening um, or this week sometime. Um, I'm hoping that I get some news about my cross trainer so I can actually use it properly. TV, that, TV shows, what you got? Uh, TV shows. Oh, so um, just finished the Harlan Coben series. That was good. I uh, can't remember the name of it. Um, stay close. That's the one. Um, and then I'm now going to go on to the Ricky Gervais one. Afterlife. Um, Afterlife. Not started that one yet. Yeah, well, I pitched it. Have you watched the first two series or, or have not yeah. watched any of it? I watched the third series the other day. I yeah, did. I watched the two series. It's good. Um, I don't know. It's not as good as the my favourite scene of all of them, just to digress. The playground scene with the little kids. Yeah, it's very good. Mm. It's a very good scene. I mean, he, he uses that word a lot in this series. Um, 
my favorite there's two podcast guys in this series which are very good um but oh, yeah why well, felt really uncomfortable with them around yeah because they're like you they were, no, they were really over the top yeah um yeah i think that's what it's meant to be mate it wasn't a serious thing yeah i definitely recommend that and there's something else is coming out very soon i can't remember what it is peaky's is out very soon if you watch peaky blinders yeah, Pop tip for people. I'm not watch that. Um, Jenny works on it, so you can look out for her name at the end. So um, look at the makeup. She's done a good job of the makeup. Yeah, criticize it if you if you want. Um, then due to what I do like, 24 hours in police custody. Unbelievable. Is it good? I need to watch that. My favorite thing on TV. Is it on Netflix now? No, it's 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 on channel four, and you can't watch it on 4OD. You can only see like a few episodes. So I have to keep recording them whenever we're on. I love oh, stuff like that. Yeah, me too. Um, How about you, yeah, mate? Other than watching police, uh, 24 hours in police custody, I am racking up some miles. Do you know what? I might hit 100 this week. So I'll go for it. I'll go for that. Um, keep an eye on Josh. He needs a bit of guidance with, um, with his life still, I think. Yeah, he does need life guidance, doesn't he? Um, I think I've nailed it right now. I've no commitments. It's brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah, I, there's a few few things happening with the podcast. Where I want to trial one of these live shows like the boys did for Zappex. So when Parliament Hill Ten Thousand comes around, I think we could do a watch party. I think we'll do a good job. Let's do it. I'll, I'll wear a suit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, looking after Eliza, I'm looking at maybe putting into a nursery. A day or two a week because yeah we need some i need to be able to do some work that's the, the main thing it's it's not enough hours in the day anymore but yeah the good thing is it's getting lighter five o'clock today still light Exciting, isn't it? it's beautiful right boys speak again next week cheers boys cheers On this week's show, we've got a man who's represented his country of Wales twice at the Commonwealth Games. He's represented GB at the London 2017 IAAF World Champs Marathon. He's now the, the Vet 40 marathon record holder. He's an accomplished mar- mountain runner, and he's even dabbled in longer distances like 50k on the roads. He's very much the nice guy on the domestic circuit. He's progressed from running 252 for the marathon in, in 2006 to 214.36 at Valencia in 2019. Welcome to the show, Andy Davies. How's things going in Wales? Hello, thank you very much for having me. I just feel I got um, a lot to live up for, really, for the last uh, two guests you've had with the legend Jimmy and and Matt last week. So, yeah, thank you very much for having me. Oh, yeah. you're you're a legend in your own right, and you actually mentioned um, last <laughs> week that you know Jimmy or you'd met him a few times at, at races, I think, or just in the local area. Yeah, when, when he said that um, he moved to Wales, he actually moved not far away from here, up in the hills in the middle of nowhere. So it's, nice. it was just a shock to see someone so good, you know, living, you know, around this area. So, yeah, we met yeah. up a few times and he was he was down the track a few times. I'm like, who's this down the track? They've been racing. I found out dad said once at a race, like, well, you're not the fastest marathon runner here. There's <laughs> someone else. I'm like, who's that then? <laughs> so he had to explain. Yeah. Yeah, he was... It was a very interesting interview, but I'm sure we can get some 
some good stuff out of you tonight. Um, you've, you're sporting a very nice tan. You're just back from Spain, I've seen on Instagram. You're in, you're in Mercia, I think. Um, so you're building up to Seville Marathon. Well, I think you are in four weeks' time. How's the training been? Um, what are you sort of looking for in, in Seville? Yeah, um, yeah. so I had the opportunity with Welsh, Welsh, Welsh Athletics to get back to Spain um, for two weeks of warm weather training camp. And yeah, it's gone really well, actually. Um, I remember last January trying to do sessions where I live around Ian and it was just flooded, windy every week. And I thought this isn't great for, you know, a build up for another Commonwealth Games potentially. So yeah, I, one last chance really to go out. So it was, um, it was really good out there. Yeah, you say warm weather is a little bit cold in the mornings, but I appreciate it was a little bit colder over here and windier. So yeah, you have quite a bit of rain over there as well. Bit of Welsh weather. Um, only on the last weekend. Um, I I moved up to Alicante just um, so there was less travelling on the day, and yeah, just had two days of of rain really. So just getting me back to <laughs> back yeah, used yeah. to the Welsh weather. Yeah. So did, did you had a group out there did you who you were training with for the new balance guys out there or was it just yourself yeah so um so after valencia 10k johnny stayed out for a couple of days just to show us some routes around the cabbage fields and, and where to go and everything and then um yeah kira mcgeehan uh mizzy fry and yip fastenberg come out as well on a training campus yeah so we had a bit of company for a few weeks so Seville, what's that? Three and a half weeks' time now, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. You, I've, you've just mentioned, I presume your your aim is Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. Um, so, what's the Welsh qualifying time for that? Two fifteen thirty. Okay, and plenty of competition in Wales these days. Is is that is two fifteen twenty nine going to be good enough, or do you think you're going to going to have to run faster? Um. I genuinely don't know. It, it's I know it's only a few months ago, whatever, but it's all up in the air, really. It depends. I think Josh has got a spot, Josh Griffiths. Um, I know Dewey's got the time. Um, yeah, and there's a third spot as well. So I think I've heard someone else is doing a marathon before the time's allowed as well. So, yeah, it's all up in the air, really. I, I, I really don't know what's going to happen. So all I've got to do is try and get under that time and just hope for the best and <laughs> yeah I mean obviously who cares about anyone else you just got to focus on yourself haven't you and get the training in and I mean your your PB was only uh what 2019 in Valencia 214.36 that's incredible bet 40 record British bet 40 record so you know you've got it in you and you seem to be getting faster the older you get well done <laughs> at Lake Burnley you've got uh what 64.46 the same year I love that race, by the way. It's my favourite half marathon ever. Um, All right, you've been up there. Yes, I love it. I absolutely, I've, I, I'd love to go back, but I haven't seen anything about it coming back. Um, so I'll have to ask you about that later. But And then obviously your 5K, 2020, Armagh, 1421. And then clearly Valencia, 10K this year and another PB. So hopefully that must give you some confidence going into the marathon. I know they're all different distances, but you've got plenty of... Um, training history behind you yeah um yeah 
the 10k in Valencia was a nice little confidence booster because I did a park run um, Shrewsbury on Christmas Day in just under oh. 16 minutes. And I thought, oh my God, how am I supposed to do? That's my marathon pace. And it was all I seemed to be. So um, I did have the injections a couple of days before the booster. So I'd like to think that that played a part. So yeah, yeah otherwise, um, training's been going really well and been hitting all the times and everything. So yeah, it's all, I just need to hit the times at um, Seville, so we'll see. Yeah. yeah. We'll go into your training a bit more later, but it, what's always sort of struck me about your training is it's very, very controlled. Um, you sort of, you're never sort of overdoing it in training. It's always hit, sort of, even before you're 214, some of your marathon pace sessions, they weren't really 214 pace, were they? They were sort of, maybe 215, 216 pace and running to feel? Yeah. Um, oh, if people knew me, they probably know I'm, I'm a little bit lazy when it comes to running. I'll, I'll just do the bare minimum, I suppose. Um, I still go out there and do what I'm told, but um, as much as I can get away with, really. So as I'm sure if you see some of my runs, they're not the quickest <laughs> yeah. times. But um, yeah, I just try and hit the splits, what the coach says and, and yeah, I don't go too much quicker, really. Um, yeah. Well, and, and your say, easy runs. Are, oh, I was just going to say your easy runs are properly easy, aren't they? Um, sort of seven, seven thirties sometimes. Quite often, um, most days, very, very easy running for, for, compared to what your normal marathon pace is. So that's really good yeah, to see. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I just don't focus on on the time really on my easy runs, like. Mm. I know I go running with Johnny Mellis sometimes and he doesn't like it when we go eight minute mile in for the first mile, but I try and make an effort to go as slow as possible to tip over the eight minute mile. Yeah. yeah just wind him up, yeah. Yeah, as I say, we'll, we'll come back to training in a bit. I want to roll back a bit because your, your power of 10, which obviously is the Bible for athletics in this country, goes back to 2005 and um you're running as i said marathon you ran a marathon in christchurch in new zealand i think in 2006 um in like 252 so yeah what 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 got you into the sport and i suppose in 2006 you would have still been what 26 27 so yeah that's right. yeah did you run before um, in your early 20s um, so when I was growing up, I was, um, I'd been running for Wales from a young age, like when I was 13, 14, mountain running and cross country, track, things like that. So, um, yeah, I had been competing for Wales for, you know, a good four or five years already. And then I just love football, playing football and everything. So I just concentrate on that. My brother was a good runner at the time. And, and when I heard he was running 70 or 80 miles a week, it's like, nah, that's not for me. I'll, I'll stick to football. Thank you very much. And um, I went travelling in 2006, um, and I kind of wanted to do a marathon when I was away. Um, and we got to Australia, the Commonwealth Games are there and everything. And I saw, uh, when we got back to Sydney, I saw there was a race in Christchurch, a marathon in three weeks. So um, I headed for the Blue Mountains and just did quite a few long runs up there just in three <laughs> weeks. So, wow. yeah, I was, I was uh, cramming it in a bit. <laughs> Incredible. So you had three weeks, three weeks training. I guess obviously you've been doing a bit of running before then, but not anything like specific marathon training. No, nothing at all. No, um, 
I was pretty fit, um, yeah, when I was traveling. Um, but yeah, I just went up there and did a few long runs in the Blue Mountains. It could have gone wrong, but... <laughs> you know, I went there once on a wine tasting weekend. Um, I remember very little of it. <laughs> it's very beautiful, but I, I didn't know that you weren't meant, you were meant to spit out the wine. So basically I was <laughs> drinking it. But yeah, great place to train. Lucky you. Yeah, no, it was pretty awesome up there. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving off the wine topic. Um, <laughs> not, not give away all roof secrets. Um, so your marathon time, you know, progressed pretty quickly. By 2009, you were sort of running mid-220s in Dublin and Prague and, and sort of, by the looks of it, running a bit more seriously. Um, then you had another couple of years where you didn't get any quicker, Um and it wasn't, I don't think, until about 2012 when you started to make a breakthrough over some of the shorter distances. So when did you sort of turn your attention to running a bit more seriously? Um, I was still playing football um, back in 2006 onwards for a few years. Um, but the, our team were getting worse and going down. I thought, right, I need to do this marathon malarkey. So still running probably 75 miles a week plus training and football as well so um yeah 2012 I thought I need to get a coach now and do it properly I've, my football career has kind of come to an end and like I said I got to about 225 on my own and I knew I could potentially knock a few more minutes off so um yeah I was quite fortunate that my brother-in-law so my sister's husband was best man for Steve Vernon um, so I kind of knew him already. So I asked him to coach me and he said yes. So, yeah, that's how it all began, really. Because Steve would have not been coaching very many people or any at all at that point. Ross Millington was his one of his earliest. Yeah, that's, yeah just Ross at the time. And then um, decided to gamble on me as well. <laughs> yeah, not a bad man to have in your corner. A guy who's won North of No, Canada not bad times. at all, no. no. Yeah. Um, and then 2013, I know it well, because Frankfurt Marathon, you came past me at about 40, 41k, um, and you ran 2.20.35, and that was a, yeah, a bit of a breakthrough um, in the marathon, and, and obviously, year after, we were again at Manchester together, and you ran the, the 2.17, and by that point, yeah, Steve had, what, been coaching you a couple of years, had he, and changing your training yeah, a bit? Yeah, um... Yeah, not long, only a year. Um, and he thought I could get into the Commonwealth Games, so we give it a like one last shot, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So, so what did he? What did he change? Did you change your mileage, or did he change your sessions? Um, I was just doing a session on um, I think it was a Wednesday night with my brother-in-law, because he was um, Jamie Loxon was a fairly good runner himself back in the day. You know, he's a fifteen thirty-five k or two thirty-three marathoner. So um, we were going around the local track, just doing sessions while he knew um, and just a long run Sunday and, and just filling everything else up with just runs, I suppose. So there was nothing specific. But yeah, Steve um, did it properly, proper sessions, marathon training sessions and, and long run Sundays with sessions as well. And yeah, just built it up that way. But also, obviously, we, we have to mention your um, trail, fell, mountain running background, which must have helped quite a bit, um, along with Steve Vernon's incredible coaching. 
you must have got so much strength, um, mental resilience, physical strength from from doing all that off-road running and, and racing. Um, I mean, you say that you were you were racing for Wales as a, a teenager and then staying on the fails throughout your career, really, until a couple of years ago. It says on the power of 10 anyway. That might, may not be right. <laughs> Would you say that that's, that's played a big part in your your marathon running on the road, running off-road as well? Yeah, I'd like to think so. Um, with the strength elements of the mountains, um, I, I don't do it just because I have to. I do it because I love it as well. I just... I, I don't know if I'm a bit weird, but I just love running up a mountain. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't heard many other people say that, but I just love the feel of running up a mountain. It's yeah. So, um, yeah, I've always done it. Yeah, because I live in mid Wales. Everything's hilly around you. Not The hills aren't massive, but if you want to go running, you have to run up a hill here enough. So yeah. Yeah. it's just the, the running culture around here. Everyone loves the fell running. And, yeah, it was just something I brought up with as well. So, yeah, I'd yeah. like to think that even from a, run, a young age, that the, the mountains have, have always helped with the marathons as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you haven't been on them for a couple of years, is that right? Is that is that is there a reason for that, trying to avoid injury or just focusing um, on the marathons? Yeah, just um, I wanted to get the time for the qualifying, uh, the qualifying time for the Commonwealths, and I was hoping the sooner the better and get the time, then we can go back to the mountains and everything. But <laughs> Because I didn't get in Kew Gardens, missed it by 22 seconds. Then, um, right, we'll try again for London. Missed it by six seconds. So <laughs> I could have taken a risk and not done another one now, potentially. And there's always potential I might get picked still. But I can't leave that to chance, really, knowing that there's one or two other marathon runners out there could potentially get the time. So, yeah, yeah it's just a matter I need to do. So this will be, the I think, the third marathon in 11 months. So, yeah, so having to stick to the roads for a while just to try and get this time so we've had to leave the mountains for a, for a year yeah, yeah. So i'll be back to them soon yeah <laughs> your first your first welsh marathon best was um the 2014 commonwealth games in in scotland um and yeah you, as you just mentioned quickly before um that was from running 217 at Manchester, which obviously turned out to be a little bit short, apparently. Um, <laughs> but I remember your, your run that day because we were all sort of together and then you and Kev C would pushed on and you you pushed on even more in that last couple of K and sort of broke broke away from Kev and, you know, chased down Andy Jones a little bit. But um, yeah, so your first best Welsh best on the, on the, on the marathon scene in Glasgow, what was, what was that experience like? Yeah, it was incredible. Um, just being at the Commonwealth Games, you know, the village and everything was just special. And I remember the day wasn't great. It was wet and windy as it would be in Glasgow. <laughs> but I just couldn't believe the amount of support there. I'm like, why is all these Welsh flags out here? Like, it's only the marathon. Not, I say the only, but it's just the marathon on today. And they must know that there was, there's a Welsh person out on the course running. So, yeah, it was quite incredible that all these people turned up at you know, early in the morning to spectate and, and support yeah. me, you know, knowing just for me that they've made an effort. So, yeah, it was amazing, to be fair. And then, obviously, you represented Wales again in the Gold Coast in 2018, which was a very different sort of conditions, um, oh very God. hot. Um, 11, I think you finished 11th place overall in 226. Yeah, talk us through that day. Oh, it's incredible. 
I knew early on, like, um, there was a big group of us and, well, everyone really, and the pace wasn't too bad. And then it just slowly picked up and my breathing was heavy already. I'm like, I'm not carrying on at this pace. So, you know, there's only been like 5K. It's, I'm not taking the risk of going off with the group and, and blowing up. So I took it easy and um, I was with Lee Merrion as well. Oh, we'll, we'll just run around together here. And, and then uh, it just went all all hell loose like it's the conditions are awful 29 degrees i think it was plus yeah. the the um the new tarmac that it laid it was black you know creating more heat they said it's potentially up to 35 degrees because of it and i haven't seen conditions like it when, when you see people pulling out and collapsing and oh god yeah i'm so time? happy how how um, far in advance did you have in Australia to acclimatise? Did you do any kind of warm weather training before you went out? Was there any kind of heat chamber training, anything like that? Or did you just fly out and, and race within a few days? And, um, we did have, we were lucky to go out um, three weeks before and get a bit of acclimatisation in. So we were used to the conditions. And I remember some of the sessions, Steve was like, oh, train at this pace, this pace. It's like, there's not a chance so we had to adapt everything all the timings are much slower and yeah just to try and do anything was just hard work but slowly got used to it after a couple of weeks so yeah it did help going out there early yeah because I'm just counting through and I think by this point um that would have been about your 25th marathon um you know some some a bit slower but and some on the on the mountains but yeah probably about 25 you'd completed before then which is a fair few before you you hit a major major chance but you had ran the year before in london 215 i want to say um yeah 215 yeah yeah um and again i remember that day because we had a big pack and me and yourself were at the back of it and it went out very fast. I think we were on about 2.13 pace through 10K. <laughs> and I said to you, it's a bit quick. And you said, let's just hang on. Um, so, yeah, how do, you, how do you approach marathon racing? Do you go in with a, a set pace goal or do you just, yeah, run to feel and race it? Yeah, um, I go, I, I usually um, create a little... Um wristband with all the times on the splits I'd like to hit so if it's 2.14.30 I kind of know per mile where I should be and yeah and, and if there's a group there even better and just sit at the back of it don't do anything and yeah obviously take my turn if you know if, if it's struggling or, or anything like that but yeah I usually stick to the times and yeah it's a little bit different it might happen in Seville yeah I'm not too sure with the English times the British times that uh, I think that time might be a little bit too quick. So, but then do you sit on your own 15 seconds at halfway behind a group or do you go with them? You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be a real tough one knowing what to do. And yeah. Um, yeah. So you, I think especially for you, because you have a, such a, a good ability of finishing strong. I think in your last five, six, seven marathons, you've, you've always finished very well. Like, seemingly quicker than most people around you so so yeah it must be a, a difficult one to you know if you go out a little bit too hard then are you yeah. going to be able to finish as strong so yeah it's a tough decision yeah it's it's quite um 
like for me, five ten is a good pace. It's it's controllable. But I know if I hit five minute mile in, unlike some of these young lads who who can do it quite comfortably, I can take I can feel the change straight away, and it's too quick. You know, do you know what I mean? That that five ten seconds, I know straight away it's too quick for me. So I can't go with it. It happened in London a few years ago, and there was a group, and I knew nah this isn't for me so I had to run on my own for the rest of it like 14 miles on my own it's oh. it's a long way in it so yeah what, so you, yeah, must have quite, you must have quite a strong inner voice um do you have any kind of mantra that you you chat away to yourself in your head or are you literally just counting the seconds that go by and counting the miles that go by have you got anything that's going on in your head that's that's keeping you going when it gets tough um I usually feel okay till 20 21 miles and you know that there's only like the finishing strip i say the straight but <laughs> four five miles you, you kind of go well it's only less than 10k i can do a 10k in that time and yeah oh, i was only five miles to go i've done five mile races but there's only 5k to go so i worked out yeah. in that way and, and then look at my watch it's like um 155 being on there so i got was only 20 minutes to go and, and yeah. try and work it down that way and yeah, and hopefully before you know it, you're less than a mile away. So, but um, it is excruciating. The last few miles or the last few marathons have been proper painful. But there's, oh, but there's nothing you can do. There's there's nothing you can do. You just got to keep the legs turning. And <laughs> people listening, if you haven't done a marathon before, <laughs> thinking why? Why would you want to do that? Why do you put yourself through it? Um, obviously, it's worth it in the end, isn't it? Especially when you yeah, get- yeah, it is, and, and that's what I think that even at 23 20 it's hurting so much what do you think all in a day's time I'm just going to be on the sofa for two yeah. weeks <laughs> I must be the pain in now for 15 20 minutes and it's going to be worth it so shut yeah. up Andrew just get on with it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think we all do the same um so I suppose why is it why do you think that you've got this ability to sort of hold on to that pace at the end of the marathon is there something you're doing are you doing mega long runs in training are you doing like 20 miles at marathon pace what what are you doing that makes you able just to keep that pace going I genuinely don't know um I don't know if it's because I've done so many or from the mountain running or um yeah because it happened in London again this year I'm running with all these quality runners like low 29 minute runners and you know after 20 miles the group just explodes it's like where's everyone gone why what's happening here? I don't know what what happens it's it's crazy because yeah like you're saying in training I'll um Steve likes to get me two weeks before do a half marathon at marathon pace and and that's enough like so anything before that so for now we'll might do last week was eight mile at marathon pace I think um this weekend might be 10 mile at marathon pace in total. So it's only working up to like half marathon with a bit of taper as well. So yeah, yeah, the, yeah I see people like Kev Seawood doing, you know, long further than marathon distance, things like that. But no, I'll only, I think this will be my second um, training session at 24 miles this weekend, yeah. but everything else has been 20 miles. Mm. Yeah, so, got, yeah to answer your question i don't know <laughs> it just happens you've got to remember kev kevin hobdell are a bit mental so yeah we'll right. <laughs> yeah stuff, some, some of the stuff they do yeah um 
So uh, uh, can I just ask, are you doing a half marathon race at Marathon Pace or are you just going to be doing that in training? Um, last year I did it at, um, in training, but I want to go down to Dorney Lakes um, two weeks before. So I, I did have a look at some marathons a little bit closer, but they all seem to be hilly or... Yeah. Yeah. So I think Thorny Lakes might be a good option if it's. I think if it's not windy down there, it could be good. <laughs> yeah. So you have a cheering squad out for you then. Now it's going out that you're going to be there. <laughs> I think you were you were at Bedford Autodrome, weren't you, or Aerodrome, whatever it's called, last year, the year before. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was lockdown, and yeah. I've been doing a marathon every year since 2006. So I wanted to keep the run the, uh, the run going. So. Because of COVID, there weren't many races going on. It's like, right, I'm gonna have to do one somewhere. And and luckily, and I absolutely loved that race. I got great Did memories you? of it. Seven laps. Tonight. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I've it got a friend so who was um, chatting to your dad, um, who was there supporting <laughs> you. And I think he was meant yeah. to be uh, passing you gels and drinks. But because my friend was distracting him, I think he might have missed giving you a few of your. Um, <laughs> my dad I hope he's not listening but he's absolutely useless as a, as a drink hand writer he's um he's just too busy talking I'm like can I have a drink <laughs> Where, where's a drink and he's like I want I want it's like well I've gone now but luckily there was a cut off there was a cut off where the loop was so he could get to the other side and, and see me but as you mentioned drinks what's your nutrition like do you take on quite a lot of fluid and gels during your marathons yeah i try to so um uh yeah it's quite technical i suppose i take a carb drink every 10k so 10 20 30 and then every 5k in between i'll take gel and water yeah um yeah it's quite hard to remember so that's, <laughs> do yeah. all your bottles and everything like but four or five gels and then similar amount of bottles then i suppose yeah, that's it. Yeah. Any particular um, brands? Are you a Morton fan or? Um, I usually go with OTE. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're linked in with New Balance, so yeah, uh, I'm going with them. Yeah. And and you yeah. like there's a, a honey based uh, gel, isn't there that you take? Something to do with yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a local company. Um, they do uh, yeah, just honey with a bit of salt in there and flavourings and. Yeah, they're pretty Lovely. good there. Yeah. Yeah. So I have been. Um, I haven't tried in a marathon yet, just because it's potentially too risky. I, with OTE, I know what I'm getting and know yeah. how they work. So uh, for my long runs, I've been using the honey gel just as something a bit different, and mm. hopefully get used to it a bit more. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know why it reminded me, but I remember at the trials, I was handing out a few drinks to people, and you came past in desperate need for some Vaseline from Steve. Um, <laughs> So I presume Vaseline is a key part of your marathon race day kit bag. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, I get sort of real um, sore under the armpits. Um, they just rub and it can get real painful. So, yeah, I don't want to take that risk, really. And <laughs> I've yeah. got it on hand. It was just remarkable how, like, sort of in control you were just to sort of, yeah, just make Steve aware that you needed Vaseline next lap and, like you're having a chat on a normal Sunday run, but at that point you were, yeah, you picked off a load of people and were, were on 215 pace and it just seemed incredible that you were in such such control. But um, talking about control, this week, or is it this week, next weekend when you do this half marathon? Oh, are you... yeah, weekend after, is it the 6th, is it, I think? 5th, 6th. Yeah. 
are you disciplined to stick to marathon place pace or will you go a little bit quicker you know how close to uh, I'm, do? no i'm proper lazy i'll try and get get away with doing as least as possible so yeah it is quite hard to judge um, on feelings and everything and it and it is quite hard still like you think how am i supposed to do this at marathon like in two mm. weeks do a marathon twice the distance but it does somehow happen but yeah i'm pretty disciplined i'll I'll stick to the five, but between 505s, 510s. So, yeah, I'm usually there or thereabout. I think I think a lot of what you're saying is so relatable to runners of all levels that you, even you, someone who's done 26, 30 marathons, including off-road ones, probably more, still wonder how you can do marathon pace on the day, despite the, the experience that you've got. Um, you still wonder how it, how it happens. But you uh, it's incredible, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's so relatable. Yeah to so many people to know that even people of your standard are taking that attitude and still not quite sure whether it's going to work out on the day but clearly yeah I did um, a session on Sunday and I was supposed to go marathon pace so it was 10 easy and then eight at marathon pace and I was nowhere near (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah I know with a bit of taper the legs feel better and yeah, it does. It does become a little bit easier. Yeah, and actually, one other thing about your—you've said a few times that you think you're lazy, but I actually think that you've got a really good attitude to training and maybe work-life balance as well with running. That's maybe one of the many reasons why you've managed to keep going up to the age of forty-two and, and well beyond. I'm sure because you don't take it too seriously. I think you—you seem to have quite a laid-back attitude. And that must transfer to your training as well. You're quite happy running easy when you're meant to be. You don't push it for the Strava likes and all that. You know, that, that surely had quite a big impact on your longevity in the sport so far. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, because I work not full time, but <laughs> close to. Um, you're a lecturer? Yeah, I've got right? a job to look after. You are, sorry? Are you a lecturer still? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So I've been there a while. Everything's just steady at the moment. So nice. nothing, there's no stresses or yeah, everything's easy going. Got a little dog here to look after. So ah. I love my nature as well. So I like to yeah, dabble in a bit of this and that. And Yes, I've, I've noticed that as well on Strava and Instagram that you you're quite happy to mid run sort of stop and take a few pictures of the wildlife and and the the fields around you and then and then trot on and you don't care about you know this is a big um, thing particularly on Strava isn't there where people will like the Strava police will look at the elapsed time. And have a go at people. Uh, yeah. And you're like, well, I took a picture of a curly or I took a picture of a, you know, a lovely field or whatever. Well, fair enough. That's I just love that you don't care about what people think. Why should you? No, no, no. I, yeah, I'll take pictures and I'll yeah, stop for a while if I see something. If I see like a bullfinch flying off, I'll try and sneak up for it to see if I can see it again. And yeah, yeah I don't mind stopping. I don't even know where to find the elapsed time. So <laughs> I'm not that technical. So I've seen where you've ran on Strava quite a lot. So what is it like around your house and that sort of area? Is it very hilly? Is it in the middle of nowhere yeah what's it like um so I'm quite fortunate so I grew up on a farm um in the middle of nowhere really um so it is really nice around there but it is hilly every run is near enough hilly but there's big woods massive woods um where mum and dad live for or and go around the fields and 
Um, where I live now in Newtown, it's, um, there's a river path, so I just it's just perfect. It's flat as a pancake, and so it's good for doing sessions, especially in the summer. Um, but there's also Sunday run. I can travel not far from Lake Burnway, uh, and there's a place called Dovenant Forest, and it's just a hidden gem. Um, I could run for two hours, not go on the same path, and not see anyone, just huh. in some woods, and it's incredible up there. Um, such a good place. Oh, that sounds incredible. Yeah, I mean, Lake Burnley, I know, but I don't know that forest. What was it? Dovenant? Dovenant, yeah. Um, it's just on the back of Lake Burnley. It's only 10, 15 minutes away. Um, oh. And it's a beautiful area. They have the rally championships through there and everything. But mm. yeah, so my Sunday long run sometimes. Um, so during a marathon build up, some of the early weeks will just be like 18, 20 mile hilly. So I'll mm. just go up there and just yeah it's lovely up there take it easy yeah yeah i mean there'll be a lot of listeners out there who are sort of aware that yeah you're, you're now into your 40s and as as most of us who who we all get older and things yeah do change and get a few more aches and pains when you wake up in the morning <laughs> how's have you adapted your your training over the last five or so years to do less or are you doing more do you do strength and conditioning how are you yeah. um, no everything's exactly the same as when I started with Steve really the same core twice a week same amount of miles near enough and yeah I suppose I don't know what I suppose with the times in the marathons have come down just because of consistency over the years but um yeah like Again, I'm pretty lazy when it comes to stretching, and I don't know if that's just a normal thing for runners yeah. or. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, no um, strength work at all. You just do core. Yeah, just core um, twice a week. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's really. See if I can get away with it. Um. Yeah. Do you think you say that you grew up on a farm? Were you helping out on the farm? Was it livestock, arable, mixed? Uh, it was a bit of mixed. Um, I would say I did a lot on the farm, but if you spoke to my family, they would say otherwise. <laughs> I do wonder, but, though, um, that, that background has obviously helped you as well. The background of, of working on a farm. It's hard work, I know, because I work in farming as well. And it's that's the strength work in itself, isn't it? And maybe you've carried that yeah. from that point. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember the square bales back in the day. Yeah. Square bales? Yeah. yeah so doing them all summer and and then we went on to round bales so trying to push them as well oh, wow. down the barns and everything it was tough work and and that was good I love being on the farm it's 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 just incredible the lifestyle you have and you don't realize it at the time how how lucky people are and how good of a lifestyle it is it is hard work and yeah as you know during winter and <laughs> you don't want to be out there some days but yeah it is I mean, worth it yeah I've got a question why are square bales not a thing anymore <laughs> it's, it's it's harder to make them really isn't it okay um, it's all big machines um, yeah i think they're just um just efficiency round bales are big and it doesn't take up as much time does it with square bales uh, yeah. by the time you load them all up unload them into the barn it's just yeah yeah it's Good. crap really but <laughs> uh, we've covered uk farm chat for the week um, <laughs> 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 so yeah your mileage i i think i've listened i've heard you talk about your sort of standard training week before and it it was always is it around sort of 90 ish mile a week um 
Is that still the same? For the build-up for a marathon, yeah, between 90 and 100. Um, otherwise, yeah, about 85, low 80s, non-marathon build-up, yeah. And in that week, is that made up of two sessions or is it three sessions? Um, two. Okay. Yeah, um, for the marathon build-up will be a Wednesday track and a Sunday long run with um, a speed session in there, like or a session, marathon-specific session. And then... A Friday will be a medium long as a progression as well, um, down to 5.20. So it's mostly okay that, but again, the 5.20s feel <laughs> hard enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's, I suppose, down to sort of tempo pace-ish for you. You're still not hitting marathon pace, are you? But but yeah, I know what you mean. It still feels hard. I have this conversation with yeah. Ruth, Ruth and a few others quite a lot. But yeah, progression runs down to even your marathon pace are fine that's quick enough um yeah, yeah 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 exactly but yeah so your interval type sessions you do quite a lot of like 1200s don't you in k's on the track you do like what eight to ten twelve hundreds off a minute is that yeah something like that yeah um our 1200s will be a lap jog usually in between there um usually keep it pretty simple um so i think this week might six by two k with a lap recovery float, I think it is. Um, it'll be something like seven by a mile um, lap jog again. So they're not overly fast though. Like compared to, as you've mentioned, like some of these guys you're running with, um, will do they, these sessions a lot quicker. But yours, I think, when you were doing the twelve hundred, you were what hitting five minute miling, maybe maybe a little bit quicker. So three forty five, um, three forty two, yeah, three forty twos. I think they were. So whatever that worked out. Yeah, so it's just under five minute <laughs> miling. Um, yeah, and then yeah. you're doing it off a bit of a float, I think, in some cases. So, so yeah, it's just um, it's it's yeah, they're pretty simple. Yeah, and he doesn't. Oh, yeah, that's what I like about it. It doesn't go. Sometimes you dread going into sessions and you're thinking, oh, my God, am I supposed to do that? But at least with these, they beforehand, you know, that they're going to be manageable and, and you can do it. Are you so, always uh, training with a group on the track or is it, are you just doing it on your own? No, all my own. Uh, really? Oh, wow. That's even more impressive yeah. then. Have, have you got anyone with you at all, like cheering you on, like your dad? <laughs> no, no, nothing. Um, even Sunday long runs are... All, all lonely but no it's all good um yeah so that that's yeah, some, that sunday session is that does that sort of rotate or is it always a session or sometimes it's just a steady long run what's the sunday look like in a marathon block um so like i say um about eight to ten weeks out will be long hilly and then after that will be um more specific yeah so um it could be a progression again earlier on down to marathon pace and then we will start hitting um, like 20 by a k in and out yeah um floating and um so what's this week 10 mile easy and then yeah eight mile marathon pace and um yeah this sunday i think it's 10 mile easy again and then five by three minutes five by two five by one and then make it up to 24 after so yeah, it keeps me thinking, keeps me on my toes, and <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just strikes. It's just good, solid work, and I mm. think that's what you find with a lot of good runners. It's just simple. There's no sort of crazy, you know, mega science behind a lot of it. It's just simple, 
consistent hard work, isn't it? And putting those weeks together. Um, and yeah, you, you've obviously avoided injury, it seems, for the most part. Um, would you put that down to anything you do in particular, or is it just a bit? I of, think it's yeah. pure, pure luck. Um, <laughs> I've been, yeah, I've, I've been really lucky with injuries. Uh, I've had one or two niggles, and like, there's been a, hot, a dodgy hamstring, or my. I've had plantar fasciitis probably for five or six years now. Um, it was quite bad early on, um, and it's it's gone near enough for the last year or so. And then I did a session Sunday in Alicante, and it's come back again. It's not, oh, but it no. seems to be all right for sessions and racing. It seems to go, but then the easy run it seems to come back and yeah, rear its ugly head again. But <laughs> but if that's the way it is, then I'd rather that way than <laughs> the other way. So can I actually ask you about your shoes? So you're sponsored by New Balance, is that right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So, so you'll be racing, what will you be racing in, in uh, Seville? Um, the fuel cells. Right, yeah. okay. So yeah. um, would you recommend those? Because I've never tried New Balance racing shoes, actually. So, Yeah, um, yeah, that's all I've ever known. So, yeah, yeah I would definitely suggest them, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, is, is that, yeah, I, I haven't that tried the, any others. So I do. That's the fuel cell RC Elite. Two, it's the RC Elite, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. the purple ones. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'll be so, using them again. Yeah, so like I said, I can't really, I'm not allowed to try any other, so I, it doesn't even bother me to try them. So I've got to stick to what I know. Yeah, so after Seville, hopefully you get that Commonwealth game spot in, in the summer or maybe. A, another sort of champ spot depending on on what you what you run what's the what's the aims after this year are you you know are you putting any targets for are you looking for any more vet records or yeah what's next um, yeah it's an interesting one actually I, because i've been um, doing a marathon for i think it's 17 in a row now 17 years in a row i always i want to keep that run going doing a marathon every year if i can uh, but I was thinking it's only two and a half more years till I'm about 45. So it's like, well, there's a bet 45 record there. So, what is, what yeah, is that, that 45 was, record? Um, 217 and about a half, I think. Um, it was do done know, in Kew Gardens. Do you know um, who was that? Is it Ian Leach? Ian Leach. Yeah, it yeah. was Ian Leach at, at Kew Gardens, wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I really think he could have done a lot quicker than that as well. Um, yeah, there was a few corners up queue, weren't there? And <laughs> and yeah. every corner, he, he was sprinting in front of the pacemakers to get to the corner first. <laughs> I'm like, you need to chill out and, and just go around the corner. And I think that could have knackered him out quite a bit. And I think he could have easily got 30 seconds quicker than that. So... I mean, yeah, it's pretty impressive time, though. It yeah. is, and um, I mean, you're not probably going to have any more insight than I do, but I've not seen his name mentioned since. Um, so I was just quickly looking up um, while we're talking, <laughs> and he was a bit of a spoiler. I had not heard much of him before Kew Gardens, and then yeah, he's done that one race in Kew Gardens, and that's the only race he's done since 2019. Yeah. I was he a cyclist? So perhaps he's uh, gone back to that or 
possibly yeah. i don't really know yeah. yeah yeah so so yeah at least it's a target for for afterwards um yeah um so that's one of the targets and i also got kind of one eye on the british 50k record as well ah is that steve yeah steve Wade? Kind of. no um dan nash Oh, 248 damn. to 49. Yeah. So I think that's, um, yeah, got potential. And it's nice. Is, is your best time 258 at the moment, or have you run faster than that? Um, it's the only one I did. So, yeah, oh, cool. 258 or 59. So, yeah, was it? Yeah, out in Qatar you, a few years. Uh, yeah. Had you trained specifically for that, or is it just part of marathon training and you've just added on a bit for that? Do you think if you were going for that time, you would obviously up the mileage or...? Stick with what you know. Um, if I remember, it wasn't too far from the marathon. The only thing different was, because we knew it was in Qatar, that the conditions were going to be a lot warmer. I think it was 24 degrees. So we trained a lot slower to, you know, to replicate that pace. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to think that possibly doing marathon training again and maybe a little bit longer, but a bit slower as well. Mm. Um, yeah, and I'm sure hopefully if an opportunity comes up, I'll make yeah. that word of the coach. <laughs> well, I know a few of us looked at it last year, but it obviously got cancelled. It was in Chinese Taipei. So again, it was going to be another <laughs> hot one, wasn't it? So yeah, you've got to yeah. hope they put it somewhere where, yeah, you can run fast instead of have to just run to the conditions. Um, yeah, I think, that... was it in Romania yes, two years down. ago when everyone did well? Yeah, I think that was fairly good conditions by what I can remember. Um, and Dan's, Dan's also, is he running for Wales these days? Um, yeah, I think so, yeah. That's so probably a, a double record you can take off him. Um, oh, so that's take, not very nice, is that? <laughs> yeah, nothing, right. nothing against Dan, it's just, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> just I'm, target something. Nah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll he'll like the challenge. and it'll, I mean, he's running very well at the moment, so he might have eyes on improving it himself, so. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, from his time last week in another 10k, it's he's going very well as well. So but you, it's, you, it's great to see. You, you did say that you were hoping to get back to the mountains as well. Um, so after the Commonwealth Games, assuming that you get in and you, you have a good race there, would you be looking for a, a summer in the mountains going forwards or are you aiming for a winter marathon as well on the roads? No, no, no. Um, yeah, because if I do get to the Commonwealth, that'll be for within like 14, 15 months. So yeah, we need a bit of a break. From so yeah, I'll be definitely <laughs> yeah. going back to the mountains. I don't know what yet, but we're going to have to see what, what happens yeah. really and what's available. Yeah, fantastic. You, you've never done man versus horse, have you? That's obviously quite an epic um, mountain race in Wales. Have you done that one? I don't think you have. Yeah. You have? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, when, a, when a Kenyan turned up. <laughs> Oh no way! Did yeah, it's um, it's a pretty amazing race. Did he do yeah. it? He did. Oh wow, that's impressive. No, I don't think he beat. The, sorry, I don't think he beat the horse. I think, I think he was second. No, was third. I okay. caught him with probably about a mile to go, and then it hit some road, and he he just went. <laughs> I didn't see him again. <laughs> Yeah, we've, we've, me and Aaron have both done it. Um, you did it when you were a teenager, didn't you, Aaron? Mad. Yeah, I did it in 2006, yeah. My first real... Oh, really? Running, my first real running race was Man vs. Source. And, <laughs> yeah, it was an experience, I'll put it that way. Um, but, yeah, it's a, I, I actually do want to go back because it's a... Yeah, 
the bits I do remember were very nice. So, yeah, hopefully now I'm a bit more trained, it might be a little less painful. <laughs> yeah, I think but, they've changed the course a bit as well, um, especially in the second half. So, okay. it might be a little bit different for you. <laughs> you still go through the river and the mud patches. Oh, the river. I think so, yeah. The end. Yeah. yeah. When you cramp up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I mean, Best of luck in Seville, Andy. Hope you get under under the time. And I know I'll be tracking you, and I'm sure a few others will be tracking you. And I'm hoping hoping we see a a two fourteen or a low two fifteen clocking. Um, and then yeah, be cheering you on. Hopefully in the Commonwealth Games in the summer. Um, so yeah, all the best. And is there any shout outs you want to give to any sponsors who have helped you along the way? Obviously, New Balance. All oh, right, yeah. Yeah, New Balance, obviously, and um, Welsh Athletics have been very good as well, um, supporting. And also my workplace, NPTC, Neathport Talbot Group of Colleges. Um, yeah, they, they allowed me for time off as well, loads of time. So, yeah, very grateful to them. Um, and Kaha, my massage lady, Julie Maguire. Um, yeah, so I go and see her quite a bit, keep me in one piece. Yeah, I've got to mention that. That uh, obviously doing a good job. That helps me, saves me. Yeah, massage, of course. Yeah, you have regular massages, don't you? Um, yeah, I suppose if Steve's listening, I have to say yes, regular <laughs> massages. But because she takes time out of her own money, I suppose, to, to see me, she doesn't charge me or anything, then I feel guilty to go and see her loads you know what I mean so yeah. I'll see her a few times for a marathon and and if I have got a niggle or two so yeah she does keep me in one one piece to be fair <laughs> great perfect so good to talk to you Andy yeah yeah, thanks yeah for time, thank Andy. you very much it's been good um it's been great to be on the show thank you cheers Thanks again to Forest Wearables for supporting the show this week. Please head over to uk.forest.com to find out more about their products, which we'll be testing out over the coming weeks. And hopefully next week we'll be able to test out some of the, the track feature um, and give you a bit of a report in our review and rundowns of the week.